Yo, yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, it's time for another episode of All Craft Fourth of July edition. Very excited to be doing this on the Fourth of July. It's going to be going to be a whole bunch of fun. Uh, as Asmund already mentioned, it would not be possible without our sponsor and party. We'll talk about them just a little bit. Uh, thank you very much to them for for making this new graphic and helping us out with a lot of the things that we are trying to get going on all craft we're, we're trying to do a lot of stuff in the future uh and party is definitely helping us out with all of that you can actually check out everything with the app by taking a look at the link and now let's jump into the show we'll talk more about party in a little bit preach we haven't had you on in maybe three months something like that which feels oh. like a long time right like ages how's it going lads Oh, it's going great man just streaming memeing doing the usual i'm doing great how about you are we, are we all feeling okay uh it's rough yeah right? uh, i mean like i i i feel like it's been a very trying month i mean especially mm -hmm. for you i know what's been going on with you we watched your uh your whole thing about it and i think that just really i i do believe that we're gonna come out of this stronger than we went into it i i do really think for that sure. way so i think that's definitely a good thing i agree we've uh we did we said like you know, mm -hmm. we could have gone the route of locking everybody out, but that's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. We go forward. No, and, it was pretty. Uh, it was very cool what you did during the uh, the whole Wreckville thing. That was awesome. What you did. Uh, thank very you cool. very much, man. Uh, it, it's actually such a shame to see somebody like that who's been such a prominent voice in the community. And I think the worst thing about it is that with Wreckville in particular, and I think we should talk about this for a few minutes, obviously, since we're sure. a while show. And, um, you know, you, you watch Wreckville and you see like all of his clips and you see somebody who's so happy and so full of life and somebody who's loved life and inspired so many people and been such a big impact in so many of our lives been an inspiration for a lot of people who have made content. This camera that you guys are looking at me right now on was a suggestion of Recfuls for me. And to see that happen is a, a real fucking shame. But the one silver lining around this is that, you know, we saw those get togethers. We saw those uh, memorials for him. And I don't know about you preach, but I believe this is the biggest in game event that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was incredible because i know we were talking in the background like because we had all craft booked the same day and yeah like, this, this this isn't right this is where the mm -hmm. focus needs to be we don't want to <clears throat> talk about like you know shadowlands and shit like that like what the fuck so yeah. uh looking around i just watched it honestly i was because i didn't know him um the, he knew me and we knew each other but it was at a time when they were doing things that i didn't want to be a part of like on the stream uh so it was kind of just a knowing nod to each other when we saw yeah. each other, it was like, you know, like, hey, professional, uh, uh, professional. Respect. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly the same. Exactly. That it was just, uh, yo, how's it going? And then we got on with that thing. And um, to see that response after all these years, it reminds you of like how many old heads are still around. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure there were quite a few people who were like, I don't really get it, but I'm going to join it anyway. But for the, the people who got that started, they knew exactly who he was. They knew where he came from. And as I put out, is so many, so many of us guys who were now streamers we literally mm -hmm. walk the path he paved you know and people yeah. like him paved that path for us to go where we went you know he so, was the one who originated the donating thing so yeah there are people who i remember like, thinking it was a terrible idea at the time so really? i was like wow that feels like yeah at the time i was like that feels so cheap like it feels like you're ripping off your customer you know like your customers or your viewers or something like that asking for extra uh yeah. and then it was like no this is how this is going to work going forward because this is a fledgling industry like, i mean you know what i thought about it? it i was like who the fuck would donate 
Insane. Like, <laughs> was hearing about it, I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? People are sending them money. Mm -hmm. Why? He's just like, you know, when we it's didn't understand what games. streaming was. Uh -huh. Yeah, so a lot of the dudes still think that, right? Oh, streaming? Yeah. So you just sit and play video games? It's like, okay. You see how that goes, bro. Yeah. In, in an even bigger way, though, when you actually look at what Wreckfold changed to the streaming, I feel like he was really one of the first people to invite people into his life in a way that nobody else did. Like, he, he really kind of led that path where it was it was more than just playing video games it was like this is wreckful you're part of my life buckle up and uh for better or worse that that was what he did and uh that that was something that i was always really attracted to with uh the content that he actually made and i i also will say i think that uh every single time you hear somebody talk about wreckful even if they didn't know him super well um that that story about the first time they met him the, the things that you always hear is how, how kind and thoughtful he was and how intelligent he was. I remember the first time I met him was on uh, 4th of July, actually. And I watched him teach Mizkif, like, how to play TFT. And just seeing the way that he thought was just, like, it, it, it was incredible. And he was just, like, this really kind guy. And you hear everybody say that. And I think seeing what happened in-game is something that he obviously deserved but i think yeah. we obviously need to go a step further and make sure that nobody forgets the legacy that he left behind and everything that he fought for to make twitch a better place and uh, i just think as a community we can we can all be better and uh, i hope that moving forward it's not just that one event that you know you get to be a part of and you get to remember remember everything about him and you get to remember the good times but mm -hmm. uh, I, I hope that we can actually move forward and just be a better community I think that we will. I've been seeing so many, uh, so many people try to actually uh, resolve to be more positive and less obnoxious and rude and judgmental and condescending and uh, abrasive. And I think obviously, like it's not like this happening is going to make it stop, but it's going to make it less. And that's really the best that we could hope for. Let's hope it doesn't come crashing back to normal in like six days' time. Uh, yeah, I think if they do that, you're going to have every fucking viewer calling that out. Be like, oh, yeah, you said that you cared about this and now you're just doing the same exact thing. Oh, people are still going to keep calling that out. I think it is it is on the viewers to keep the, uh, you know, the communities clean. And like, that's really one thing that uh, I, I think everybody needs to understand is that, uh, you know, like creating a good community starts on an individual basis. It's streamers' responsibilities. Yes, of course it is. It's mostly streamers' responsibilities, but it's also the community. You know, be a good member of chat. Uh, you know, laugh when you're supposed to laugh. Uh, don't laugh whenever you're not supposed to laugh. Uh, you know, don't just be toxic and abusive. And it's everyone, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like the thing is, is like even the other day, I, I was, I was. Some, somebody said something i don't even know what it was and triggered me and like instantly you just go to like that toxic place and you're just like oh, you, i'm your boat your boat what the, what the, yeah you know and you start you start just spurging out and being toxic mm -hmm. and like mcconnell's like dude like come on like let's be and so it's like i i think everybody every now and then needs somebody to actually say hey be better and you know that can come from chat that can come from your mods uh and come from the community like streamers uh, can be better the community can be better and uh, we're all going to try to make that change together. I, I'm excited. Like a you thing. I saw your <laughs> live stream fails to clip. Yeah. Well, oh, God. Your goddamn mind. I mean, no, no, I no, wasn't no. actually mad. Is this where I, I deleted uh, all of his stuff? 
Stop, 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 stop. You know, I mean, if, if somebody's setting the example in this chat, aren't they, Rich? You know, yeah. lead by example. I am, I actually took, like, I needed a break from WoW. I took the break from WoW. <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, I deleted, I deleted all the gear on uh, uh, quite, quite a few of my characters. Yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, which felt really good. I, it, that was actually what I needed. Uh, like I needed to. Yeah, yeah. Wait, sorry. Apparently, I'm loud. I'll move the mic away a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I deleted, I deleted all of the gear from quite a few of my characters, and then uh, I just played Divinity with McConnell for a week straight. Today's going to be the first day that I play WoW uh, in a little <laughs> while. Uh, that like. You, you know, want to send me a drama story, Rich? You want to talk through it? it, 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 Look, it really, a, week with, it was... a week with McConnell, he's going to have more than one. Dude, <laughs> dude, McConnell, he, dude, yeah. he actually said this one thing that brought me just like an incredible amount of clarity and an incredible amount of peace. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. McConnell's such a good friend for it. He actually, he said this, dude. I, it blew me away when he said, <laughs> Oh, dude. Did he play the song too? Yeah, yeah, I forget oh, how it goes. Man. I forget how yeah. it goes. But it really, it got me like, it got, dude, you don't have LOL W enabled? It was, it was uh, patronizing. I, I got rid of it. I love LOL yeah. W, man. I'm a, I'm a LOL W spammer myself. Uh, but I, I think that. They sounded like know, a professional. That's a LOL W spammer myself. No, but, no big deal. Relate. He is a professional. <laughs> Like he had some red wine, a little yeah. cigar. Yeah, yeah. I've been using a little W for quite some time. Yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very good with it. But you know what else we've all been doing for quite some time? Playing World of Warcraft. And I think that, you know, we can maybe start by actually talking about some of the things on the alpha. I, I know, Preach, we can't talk about everything. Uh, but let, let's start to talk about some of the things that have been going down on the alpha. Uh, out of Why everybody you say else. that? Because <laughs> you, 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 you are a man... Who knows? Everything. I tell you these things I can't talk about, and you're like, "Well, I'm just going to mention that." <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell everybody that you can't cool. talk about it. Oh, it yeah, makes you look cool, about what dude. Can't talk yeah. about. It makes you look cool. <laughs> that everybody in chat's like, "He knows what happened to Doctor Disrespect Poggers," oh, you know, like every, everybody's freaking out right now. Tell us about Doc Preach. Uh, that is a great lol W, Rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. <laughs> Preach has been cranking '90s with the Doc. <laughs> Good, dude. Uh, he's done it at least two times. But let's actually talk about what's going on on the alpha. I kind of want to start by talking about dungeons because we haven't talked about dungeons in forever. And the dungeon design is completely different on the alpha than what we've seen in the past two expansions even. Uh, and I I'm curious what how you feel about the dungeons overall so far with what we've seen. Uh, so far, really excited. They, they Nearly all of them follow the same theme, which is they put the last two bosses right next to each other, and that's obviously the fast way you're going to do bloodlust and stuff. There's only been one or two bad dungeons. The rest of them are really good, like exceptionally good. Uh, I was totally surprised. And we've just actually spoke to an MDI team when Mythic Plus testing starts so we can get the real picture of how it's going to look, because all we have is normal mode right now. But they've done so much contrast with like huge outdoor areas that then lead into cathedrals or you're fighting on top of a giant temple i'm really blown away because a, a lot of the bfa ones you kind of go this one's okay that one's pretty good yeah. yeah there's only a couple of dungeons i really really liked in bfa but this time around i would say it's the opposite it's like a couple of dungeons which are <sighs> only one that's really really bad that which one is depressingly that bad um i want to say the sanguine depths it's it's like nine corridors that are identical with the identical trash in it and that's the whole dungeon that's that's pretty much it there's a nice oh. circular area that's pretty good but 
like it, I think they're memeing. They've called it the Sanguine Depths, and Sanguine in there is going to be a nightmare. Oh and they've god! Already, yeah, and they've called oh, it the Sanguine yeah. Depths. Yeah, you, they're laughing. That's very cute. Do you think that we're one hundred percent just going to see the same affixes again? No, uh, they're, they're doing something else. But I think that I think when they say we're doing something more, that leans more towards the seasonal things. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being yeah. infected and all that kind of stuff. But so far, like a lot of creativity in the dungeons. Not a lot of basic stuff. In fact, that's it's weird when you go into one of the dungeons like the Sanguine Depths where the bosses are super basic. You're like, oh, really? Because the rest of the dungeons aren't like that. Like the meat uh, hooks that pull the guy back? That was so cool, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the surgeon guy, that was a great mechanic. Mm -hmm. They've got ones that raise pillars that sweep across the floor. Hakar's back, and he's doing all his Hakar stuff. Uh, they've got Millhouse and uh, Millie, M Maleficent, uh, doing all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, they've got so much cool ideas that when you meet something that's kind of generic, you're like, oh, that's not what we've expected from the Shadowlands so far. Like we, we, I felt like <laughs> we, the, we uh, be better. I felt like the Legion dungeons were really good. I like the Legion dungeons a lot, and yeah. the BFA dungeons were not really. I don't know. I just didn't really like them a whole lot. It felt like there were a lot of mechanics that were just annoying. And there were a few cool things, but for the most part, like Motherwood, for example, like, oh my god, man, like, doing that dungeon is so annoying. And It's so wasted as well, right? Because you think about uh, that style of dungeon with those guys, you think yeah. it's just going to be full of crazy, crazy, they could go wild in there. And yep. what we got was like a trash filled. Yeah, there's some miners, <laughs> and then there's these other guys that have a laser beam. They put it on you. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of boring. Like you'd expect to mm. see like all the goblins, like high tech machines and Azerite extractors, and we got like two different models, and that was it. It was kind of disappointing. I would so, expect vehicle combat in there as well. I was so excited for the mother load, and then got yeah. in there, and was like, <laughs> you know how if you eat something that's like very sweet or a very interesting taste. How you can't eat that much of it because if you like eat lettuce? too, not like lettuce. Lettuce you can eat a lot of, right? It's basic, okay. it's bland. But like if you if you had like a um, like a banana caramel chocolate banana Foster coconut drenched uh, banana bread concoction or something, like it would just be it's a taste overload. Uh, so you can only eat so much, uh, and it's really awesome well, it's, the it's first like time the you Pringles. eat it. Related to Pringles, like, uh, you know, whenever they have like one of those super like. Uh, you know, honey ranch barbecue flavored mesquite smoked uh, ranch flavored uh, barbecue chips and you eat one of them and you're like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had. You eat two of them and you're like, this is all I want to do for the rest of my life. And then by the time so you get American. to chip number seven, you're like, I hate this and I'm I'm nauseous now. Yeah. Uh, wait, yeah. actually, so Preach might not know all these because like, have you ever eaten have you ever eaten deets before? No. Dates. Like, Deets nuts. <laughs> oh, Deets nuts. I got him. Actually. I'm sorry. Grow dude, your I'm hair sorry. back. You've gone down <laughs> the wrong hole, bro. We do not welcome you in the Ooh. ball community. We do right. not welcome you. Who's you this week? They, there's a council, Asmund. You'll find out soon once you shave it off. Yeah, we have meetings and everything. They're ran by Larry David. But in all seriousness, you know, if, if, if the taste is too strong, eventually you're going to get a little bit tired of it. And I'm worried with how unique some of these mechanics are in the dungeon that after a while of spamming them, the replayability, it might get a little bit annoying. And I feel like that's a risk that Blizzard has always acknowledged. I think that they've always done a pretty good job with it. But like when you look at some of the events, like the maze, like the Lost Maze, how do you think that that's going to play after you've done it 200 times? And like that boss Yeah, yeah I well. think it'll be fine. You'll be figuring it out while you're doing the trash in between the maze for the most part, because there's trash packs in there. And once you... 
once you figure it out, it took us like three runs to really work out all the combos. Mm-hmm. And once you know all the combos, it's a breeze. You just walk through it and it's not a problem. It's it's really, uh, it's one of those things that like, uh, you know, like the snake temple where, you know, the first time we yeah. saw the, the maze you do there, people yeah. were horrified that pugs would never get through that in their entire lives. Well, it just takes a few goes and then everybody kind of gets it and it's not a big deal. It's not something people really get afraid of anymore in there. And it's the same in the maze. Once you get what they're going for, it's not really clear. And I think that's the problem of why people think it's going to be like that. It's not ultra clear exactly what the combinations are. But once you see it and you go, oh, okay, then, you know, it only takes one person to be like, can we go this way? And then you're fine. That, that's really good because I, I feel like that's the concern that I've seen from a lot of people who are watching. Not even like in a super negative way, just a questioning way. Like, do you think this is going to be fun to replay over and over again? Because it is very unique. And I feel like that is a fine balance. I feel like in the past, that is something that Blizzard has nailed down. I feel like a lot of the times that you're bored of something, it's more towards like the affix side of things or just the sheer amount of time that you've done it, not necessarily the dungeon design. So to hear that is something that I think is really positive. I think every um, dungeon is going to get so boring. gorgeous, right? That yeah. is the most ridiculously gorgeous dungeon. It's crazy. Which one? <clears throat> the, uh, I forget the name of it. It's called Turn Aside or something like that. Oh, the one with the, the maze in. The one in Ardenweald? Adam Wield one. Yeah, the like, one that we were talking about. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's it really so is. It's so beautiful. Like, you kind of are lost in it a little bit. And I don't think that's really going to get old. Like, coming up, you go over a warp and fall into that area. And it annoys me because I hate the night face. <laughs> I really hate it. And as it stands too. right now, they're so good. Like, that you the want zone to... is awesome. The like... zone is, and you'd love it if you played through it because it's entirely sexual puns, non stop. Yeah, you literally yeah, inject seed into testicles. In, I know. Like, as part of the quest. Like, <laughs> I played it off stream a little bit. Yeah, yeah know, it's crazy. Do. Oh, with the birds, dude, too. <laughs> yeah, you have to do the mating dance. The <laughs> yeah, whole quest. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. One shot, that one. Uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a bit, it's, it's heavy. That one. If you read into it, you're like, okay, every quest here is literally a sex pun. Like the whole thing. But it is gorgeous and they're super powerful as well. As Dude, the, the, the thing that I also found really interesting about that zone was the fact that all of the quests had a little bit of a spin on them. Like when you would do a quest that was even just like kill five mobs, like the first time that you saw one of the Draenei that's not wearing pants because they have a furry little tail, which I also think is great. Uh, you, It was like kill five five of these things basically but you would see the spirits run out of the creatures into like mm-hmm. a soul collector or something like just the attention to detail on all the quests even though you're doing the same thing makes it feel like you're playing a whole new game and i think coming out of bfa the zones are a million times better yeah. uh it just like the zones in bfa were tragically bad and i think with hindsight they look even worse when you compare them to these right i i think the war campaign was a terrible way of delivering the narrative uh it, it just cut the amount of content that you saw down by a huge degree. Like you didn't experience Drustfar as a good zone if you played Horde. Like you just no. didn't. The war campaign was like, wow, yeah. look at this tree. Do you want to get on a bike with this goblin? And it was like, okay, that's the story yeah, I get. All from, right, like, time cool to zones. leave. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, my favorite like, zone in BFA as well. During the alpha, I was like, this zone is so far was the, awesome. The Salem Witch Trials and all that yeah. stuff. It was the best oh, zone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even think that's up for debate. It was incredible. Sorry, they, I threw a pickle in my mouth. But I, I feel like overall, I mean, the Shadowlands, like just the art in general, like everything that we've seen, it's kind of like the difference between like uh, WAD and Legion, 
where we saw in Legion, they really knocked it out of the park with a lot of things. And they had like these really good dungeons. The models were great. Everything about it looked really, really good. And it's almost like they're following the, uh, uh, the conspiracy theory of them making one good expansion and then one bad expansion. And it seems like, I mean, really, it, it well, seems like I know Shadow it comes out that way. One. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. All right. Credit to Wad. I'm going to give Wad a little bit of credit. Wad was great leveling. It actually was not Very bad. True. Uh, mm -hmm. and like, like people love to, to shit on Wad, which is fair because it sucked. But yeah. at the end of you do have to give it credit for what it was good for. The leveling was legitimately good. Uh, th there were some things that were good in Wad. Uh, they, the they, rating they were, was incredible. The, the rating was great. There was some good class design. A lot of that maybe you could say was car uh, carryover from different things that you did see in Ma. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but questing was good. Like the core elements of what make a good MMORPG existed in that expansion. They were it was harder to experience them in a positive way because you had to go uh, into a garrison, for example, that was a bunch of homework that kept you away from the actual good stuff in the MMORPG. And I think that that made the expansion a huge disappointment. But in my opinion, when you look at BFA, a lot of the things that make an MMORPG good have just been scraped out of the game. It's just this shallow husk of what a game should be. I think it's much a much more disappointing expansion than Warlords of Draenor was in a lot of ways, even when we're talking about the zones, when we're talking about the leveling. And it seems like so far that Shadowlands does actually combat that. And I see a lot of the good things of Wad actually being implemented as well. That, that starting quest, for example, reminds me of the good parts of how dramatic and thematic it was to actually dive into Watt at the very beginning. Uh, it, it feels yeah. pretty epic to actually start that quest. I didn't go all the way through because you get to a point where Anduin's chained up and I was just like, I'm just going to leave this little little wimp chained up. Jail. Uh, uh, yeah, I let I left him <laughs> chained up and I went and I played He probably POA. appreciated it. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, oh, yeah, tell me you hate me. Yeah, yeah, weirdo, dude. <laughs> but uh, I just yeah. left Anduin chained up. But leading up to that, incredible uh and i i wanted to play more uh because of it and i think that we're going to get a questing experience that's actually good again and preach i'm curious how you feel do you think that the questing experience is also going to feel better because it is no, more linear and less scale yeah i mean it's so so much better and if you're talking about like a more linear path yeah it makes total sense now to go that way but the way phasing is it's not going to be like tbc where the service just died you know immediately as we started playing mm -hmm. uh it's it makes total sense. They and they've. I hope they've done the leveling banding right because I feel like you level too quickly, and considering they want you to choose a covenant at the end of it, you don't want that experience your first time through, where you spend maybe an hour in one zone and you kind of out leveled it, and you need to move on to the final zone like Revendreth. You need to do that in order to unlock Torghast and all those kind of things. You need to play through that entire zone. So I just hope they get that bit right because the stories are really good. Like they're so good that they're telling um, in each of the zones, and they're all uniquely awesome. So I just hope they get it right. What you don't want to do is you spend three hours in Bastion, get four levels maybe, or three or four levels, and then the next one you're in there for an hour. You don't even get to play around with the Covenant skills, and then you move on to the next one because you know that's how leveling has gone typically if you're doing a few dungeons. So that's the only thing I would hope they get right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. leveling pacing is always something that's pretty difficult to do. But I think that the reason why, for example, for me, I hated leveling in BFA is that it just didn't feel good. Uh, the questing sucked, it was boring, and I felt like my character was getting weaker. And I think giving people these covenant abilities and other things like that will make leveling feel like actually leveling and getting new things that your character can do is going to be What do you guys impact. think about when corruption dies? What is that going to be like for some classes? Uh, it feels like, like your abilities will actually do damage instead of your procs. Well, no, I don't mean the proc stuff. Like the proc stuff, it's the amps. It's the yeah, the amps. Like warlocks right now have got ludicrous amounts of haste. Yeah, to the point where their spells are rapid fire. Is I wonder if they're going to wean us off it towards the end of the expansion so it gets less effective somehow. Like they'll rip that into the story. Like the artifact weapon. Yeah, something like that. Because if they just go corruption, no longer works. Your character is going to feel so bad. I, that, that's why so I, uh, bad. I this is this kind of leads us into talking about the the current game and we'll get back to shadowlands but i i feel like this is why i've been kind of complaining a lot uh, about the idea like i genuinely believe that players shouldn't feel super taxed to get to experience how powerful corruptions really are for their characters right now i feel like this is the time where you spam all and you get to try all these crazy things right you get to try a warlock with max haste amps that's just blasting off chaos bolts you get to try a hunter that has 100 percent crit and a lot of haste and a lot of mastery you get to try a fire mage that's ignite damage is just one-shotting things like this is the time where you know people should be having fun with the game in my experience mm -hmm. or in my opinion because you're not going to get to do that again. And then when you have the pre-patch come out, maybe you get rid of these things so you actually feel like you're leveling again. Do you feel like they're gating that content too much right now, Preach? Do you think that they're hiding all of the good stuff away from players instead of allowing them to play the game? In, uh, be more, uh, more specific? I'm not sure what you mean. Like to actually acquire the corruptions, to get the corruption resistance, to get oh. your essences. Um, I haven't done it. I'll be honest with you. It's... I, I once I, I when I finish I'm done. Like I I don't want to play retail much anymore. I log in for farm raids. That's about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, not collecting transmog. It's no I don't. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's gated. I think there there's nothing else to do. There's no more content coming. So it, it is gating to an extent. But they're trying to get people, give people something to do. I don't know whether they banded it right in terms of how much you have to farm and that kind of stuff. I know that I, I my friends are all kind of hardcore. So they're like, you know, I, I fully geared and got all my corruptions in a week. He, so was, here's the, here's my problem with that, It doesn't help. You, you, you hit it on the head. There's no more content coming, right? No. So their content is not letting you play the content. That's the thing that drives me absolutely mental. Like, all of the content that we have left Can't is waiting for the drop. right... Dude, it's like, okay, our content right now is waiting for the vendor to be on the right rotation if you're playing on alts. It's waiting for, you know, to have enough dailies to be able to enter the visions. These are systems that I think in some ways there there are strengths to, but why, it's just right now, like, the, the, you should be able to beat the game. Even if, I, I, I just feel like at a certain point, you should be able to beat the game. Credit? That's the what fun do you mean part. I beat the game? You mean like when they, like, made some well, you could walk through it? Well, it's not even that as much as I feel like you should be able to look at the power that there is and know that you're going to be able to do it by playing with other people and not just doing annoying repetitive tasks. Like r right now, when I think about what I need to do to get my character to its its max uh, power, like if I look at my hunter, for example, which is already pretty geared, like it already has all the essences that it needs. So I don't even need to wait 
for the vendor. I'm on auto farm to get my malefics. So I go, okay, I need sockets really bad, right? Mm -hmm. So what do I have to, I have this awesome hunter that I love to play. I love getting in dungeons with people. I love actually going to the raid. I have fun playing the character. Go figure. I like I like the game when I get to play my hunter. Wow. And then the thing that I need to do right now to get my hunter to be like best in slot and and, and rest and and feel fully accomplished and be excited to play the next expansion is to wait for random lottery wins out of my my chest, right? If I get 475s those would obviously be upgrades uh buy extra corruptions just in case that happens and farm out sockets and to do all of that i have to do one dungeon a week right which is great you know i get to play with other people sure i mean i hate the chest i think it's terrible but then the other thing is is to get the sockets i need to solo farm visions i need to do like five of them probably per socket something like that it's like four mm -hmm. or five um so solo most likely because of how it works, and it's actually harder most of the time with two people, especially if you're playing something like a hunter or a demon hunter. Um, then I need to do dailies to be able to run the visions in the first place. And then when I actually run the visions, now keep in mind, I think visions are good. Even with me freaking out, like obviously that was me freaking out in the heat of the moment. I'm terribly embarrassed about it. I'm not perfect. That's why we we do different things like all craft. So you're not always in the heat of the moment. I say a bunch of things that I don't mean. I I, I try to be better, but my goodness, was I molding when that actually happened? Well, what is because instead of beating the game, Rich, like what is your goal? Is it just to be a, a strong character? Is that it? Is that what you consider? For me, it's bits. I, I enjoy victory lapping with my friends and actually being out in the game and playing after, yeah, I have full best in slot. That's what I consider beating the game at the end of the expansion. And then after, I like to go on all of the alts that I can and get them there without too much of a problem. Uh, I know that that's unique to me. I feel like m uh, much many more people probably get to the point where they finish their alt and then they go outside and, and you know, like 4th of July, crack open a cool one with the boys. But that's when you get to turn to your boys and be like, oh, I'm a god. Like, I got everything. You know what yeah. I mean? By the way, I'm a god. <laughs> well, that's what tell you, you do, about right? milk? It's like, you remember, like, at the end of the expansion back in the day, like, you'd join a group for, like, Karazhan, or you'd join a group for, like, Max 10-man or 25-man with, like, your full ICC 25-man gear and just dumps through the fucking meters and just have, like, these nubs yep. fawning over you. Oh, wow, you're so good, Mr. Asmongold. Oh, please come to more of my Mr. raids. <laughs> just, like, getting your ego fucking stroked, feeling so good about yourself. But I'm going to say, like, I think credit where credit is due. Blizzard, for the first time since uh, since Mr. Pandaria, really has made best in slot accessible. Mm -hmm. Like it looks you like it's actually, carrying forward. Yeah, as well. so yeah, you can work. get your bis. Like that's one of the big reasons why I didn't raid <laughs> is because I'm like I don't want to raid for a chance. Like if I'm going to invest this much time into something, I want to actually get my the gear. But I think Besides the problem the chest though, right? The chest. Yeah, like well, we that, don't that's know if the weird. chest rewards are exclusive to the chest. So like, oh, oh, you're saying you're saying in shadowlands you feel like you're gonna be able to get best of slot or you feel it that way in bfa right you now. you can get it right now in bfa you can get it right now the people yeah. saying the 475 getuku be, be fine besides them but yeah everything else i haven't and so See, yeah the 475s awesome. are bad besides that yeah. i do think a lot of the things about the system are good uh i, I think that visions are cool uh i think that they have a lot of potential especially like when you're transitioning potentially into torghast but the big problem that I have is I feel like affixes are just a plague on the game. I feel like the way that affixes actually work right now, they're never challenging. They're never 
particularly hard. They're never particularly fun. They're just annoying. Like, it feels like every affix in the game, I'm just annoyed out of my mind. It doesn't matter if I'm with people. It doesn't, like, I get hit with some of the affixes, and it doesn't matter if, you know, you run the perfect vision afterwards. You, I go to myself, I don't want to play this game anymore. Like, I am not having fun. I can't move my character. I didn't pay pay $15 a month to not be able to control my character. Uh, and you have overlapping stuns that are going off and it's like, okay, what do I, what do I here's, do here? Here's a good one, right? Is like, you're doing a vision and you have the fucking, the split personality thing spawn and then you get knocked back by one of the mobs and then it knocks you back into the split personality that disorients you and then after the disorient ends you have the fear circle spawn and then the fear circle hits you and then it fears you and then after the fear circle hits you the mobs that knocked you back are also stacking a debuff on you that will stun you on top of that and then they stun you after the fear goes away and then you're fucking dead like they've got better cc yep. than a rank one arena team it's insane and like you can just get comboed like that and it's super annoying i don't know why they don't make the i think visions like where you have like uh you know you have things that make you more powerful like gift of the titans and like the other vision buffs and then you also have the negative buffs i'm okay with that but one thing that i don't really like are things that make you unable to move your character or things that force your character to move so like the jumping forward thing it's just annoying to me and I, I don't know, Preach, if you feel the same way. How do you feel like they've done with affixes with the uh, uh, with that? I feel it's really annoying, but I think a bigger amplifier of it is that they've put so much of what we're talking about here, your gear upgrades, your gem slots and all that, into visions. So yeah. there's so much of your gameplay is just being in that environment all the time. You get overly so critical. Every now and again, you're like, okay, I need to do my vision this week. You're probably not going to be that bothered. You're going to be more prepared for it. You're more relaxed. But if you're running seven, eight, nine, ten visions a week, and they're about 30 to, you know, depending on your class, you can be 30 to 35, 40 minutes in there, and you're getting stunned and pummeled around all the time, that's not fun. Yeah, you it, you, you're doing your it all vessel. the time, right? Yeah, like I lost my vessel once and I was furious. I mean, I do think that's kind of ironic. The more visions of insanity that you do, probably the more insane you get. Yeah. <laughs> Like if it's once because I didn't get why they I think initially we had uh, to get rank 15 we had to do eight visions or something, so we logged in on a Wednesday and we're doing progress I think or we might have finished by then but we obviously wanted to get the final rank. And it's like okay everybody in the guild's now doing eight visions, oh and that's all 15. we did all morning yeah. and it's yeah. like if you make us do it eight times in a row or whatever it is, no I'm not having fun anymore. That's like three hours of constantly being stunned and CC'd like this. Yeah. It was yeah. never designed with that intention. It's not, this system isn't designed to be run 12, 13 times a week, unless you really enjoy it. And that's, that's where it goes wrong is if it's not that bad, if you're just doing one or two, okay, I got stunned. That sucked. I can move on, but doing it for hours on end. That you, really know what, blows. you know, what was fun though, like visions at the beginning when you went in and you know your sanity was the thing that you were managing and you had to think about it it felt it felt well, you're in -game like sanity yeah your in-game sanity your not your real world <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh the, the the beginning of visions i found them to be pretty enjoyable uh and now the the main things that i think about is just how annoying the affixes are and how mad the affixes themselves make me not the visions the affixes and also i hate the fact that uh there are certain things that make you feel really penalized to do it with other people that I don't really like. And I think that that's kind of the first time iteration of it 
that that's made it that way. Like there's certain certain times you'll play with another player, even if they're a good player, and you're just like, wow, that just made the vision way harder and way more annoying. Like I should have just done it solo. Yeah. And uh like I like playing with my friends. And I think that with Torghast, they as if that's not the way that works in Torghast, that'll be a really big win. Like that's I think it's a, really important. That's that a big question play. I have for Preach is that you know yeah. we have the vision gameplay now. Do you think Torghast mm -hmm. is going to be the same where people get tired of it after a while because they have to do it, or do you think it's going to be more replayable? It depends if Blizzard starts piling more stuff into the mandatory side because I mean we we had that interview with Morgan where they decided they're going to split it right. So you do need to get your legendary stuff from there. Torghast is mandatory. They're saying that you will need to do it. But what they're saying is there's two versions of Torghast, and we've kind of got that right now in the alpha. It's not the exact thing we're going to have on live. But the mandatory weekly bit should be done really quickly, should be pretty simple. And you, you, after that, you can leave it alone. You've got everything you need out of it. So it should take one run to do that. But then they're putting the endless mode in for the people who really like it, which is going to have cosmetics and stuff in it. I think that's the best way to approach it is like if visions could have optional choices, you could bring friends that you could mess around with the affixes. Maybe if you really like them, you can make it super hard, but it's all cosmetic stuff. It wouldn't be a problem. Uh, but right now, the mandatory portion also includes all the negative negative stuff that Rich and stuff have been talking about. Right. So in Torghast, I don't think so, because if, the, if Shadowlands lines up like it's supposed to, Torghast is something you want to do a different run on just to see what happens with your character in the endless mode because it gets That's very true they've added so much more stuff to it over the last two weeks now that the covenant stuff's in there as well and all the different oh, covenant what have they added because i haven't i haven't done it <clears throat> they've added all the modifiers to the covenant spells so that's what was missing since alpha start is if because you get a different covenant every 20 24 hours that you do torgas you get a different covenant to play around with now they've added in all the torgas powers that augment those so if you take your your warrior so if you have condemn now you get a load of modifiers that work with Condemn. And what that's done is thin out the power pool. So you're not getting kind of the same build each time. You get totally different builds every time you play. Uh, so we've been doing Torghast races. Uh, we did some live and did some on YouTube where you're kind of going for a build, but it just doesn't work out that way. So you have to work a different build together. And that's what Torghast is supposed to be. I think that's, that's working out pretty well. I like the idea. Like, have you ever drafted <clears throat> in Magic the Gathering, Preach? No, I've never played Magic. Well, like, you know, you have, like, the five different cards, t card types, like red, blue, yellow, and, and or white, or whatever. Yellow? And, yeah. Okay, all right, I was just thinking of colors. I, I almost failed art class in third grade. I'm not even kidding. So, give me a break. So, like, imagine your favorite color is playing black, or you like playing red, or whatever, and you just keep getting green cards, you keep getting uh, white cards, and what happens is if you don't know how to adapt and how to play with the cards that you're given, then you're going to be able to still make a, you know, a red deck or a blue deck or whatever, but it's not going to be that good. And yeah. I really like the way that I feel like Torghast is going that same direction, where if you want to go with a Whirlwind build every single time on your Warrior, you can do that. But sometimes you're only going to get half as many Whirlwind spells as you originally did. And it would be smarter to go with something different. And I think that the way that they kind of create the, uh, the choices, it encourages people to do different things every single time because they're random. Yeah, it has so much more variety now than when it started that uh, we did a race on prop pallies because Kyrian was up and Kyrian prop pallies get the best ability in Shadowlands where they can throw mm -hmm. five Avengers shields at once. They're all ricochet. It's amazing every time you press mm -hmm. the button. So we thought, okay, we'll do a race on prop paladins to see how stupid it gets with this one ability. So if we could fire this one spell, 
it gets down to about 10 second cooldown inside Torghast, and it literally eradicates floors. It's so good. Neither of us got that ability. So we both finished the race within about a minute of each other, but I ended up with a build where I could hop entire lengths of rooms with permanent uh, blessing of protection, pretty much, and I was just hopping around like a frog, where the guy I was racing against had to take something totally different, where he got this consecration that filled everything, and he was wiping the floors out, and none of us got that Divine Toll ability. So it's there's enough variety in there now that you can't go in and say, my favorite Torghast build is this. So that's what I run every single Torghast. Yeah. That's yeah. not going to work anymore. That doesn't work. That's and really smart. A yeah, and Asmin also brought... So when, when Asmin brings up magic, it's a good example, right? Because sometimes you'll see an opening, you cut green, right? <laughs> if Asmin's next to you and he's drafting mono mono yellow aggro obviously red every color is going to be open time. so you can do whatever you want right uh but but the thing is is you you adapt and there might be a favorite thing that you like to do or strategy that you like to do and you can force it and it might make it a little bit worse when you look at a lot of other roguelikes and preach you and i have played so many of these i know we've talked about them on multiple occasions like <laughs> we never talk about wow when we're together like, <laughs> yeah I, I mean like I, I feel like every every time like we're just hanging out and uh we're, we're not like on a stream or something we're talking about like text adventures we're talking about like we're nerds we're, we're huge nerds and it's it's one of my favorite things to talk to you about but when you look at all the different roguelikes um the the thing is is there are things that you like but you never know what's going to happen. And at the beginning of Torghast, it was very linear. And I think we were all waiting for this moment. We were waiting to see what the other things were. Because if you were playing a Warlock in the, the first Torghast iteration, you were basically like, I'm going to end up getting a thing that allows me to summon my biggest demon more. I'm going to get more. I'm going to get multiple of them. And then that's going to give me oh, my, my demon when it summons going to give me. Yeah, it was very scripted. You knew yep. what was going to happen. And the thing with roguelikes and preach, you can, I know you can speak to this with how much you play them. The reason you keep playing a roguelike, the reason that you keep blasting uh, Spire, for example, Slay the Spire, for example, is because you don't know what's going to happen. And no, sometimes you get this build time. together. Yeah, and you're like, damn, I want to play this build more because it was and so the, much fun. I tell you, the hardest thing is, like, when we stream it, is I think a lot of people have watched a lot of Torghast because... Unfortunately, with the way Shadowlands is right now, all the cool stuff is in Torghast. And if you want to test it, you need to test it in Torghast. You want, we do want to test like the Covenants in the dungeons. We want to do all that stuff, but you can't. They haven't turned it on. So if it's Covenant stuff you want to check out, you have to do it in Torghast. And visually, for like a viewer, Torghast looks the same all the time. And one of the things we're doing is uh, trying to say is, but when you're playing it, the last thing you look at when you're in Torghast is like the walls or the mm -hmm. environment. It really isn't anything that you take note of whatsoever when you're actually doing it. What you're looking at is what abilities did I get? Did I get something that was proccing fire damage? I, I'm now looking for a power that makes that uh, turn everything into a chair, which exists in Torghast, right? So you're looking, I can combo with that and maybe this is this mob over here has a power, this one's super deadly, I need to be careful. And you're, you're doing it that way. And I've had pe uh, a lot of people are like, God, this looks really boring. And you're yeah. trying to explain that. But when you're playing it, this is the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, it kind of looks the same. Although they've got a lot of variety. You've in fact, you're more au fait with the, the layouts to the floors. So I might get a floor and be like, oh my God. Three tower guardians? Oh, we've had six. Uh, <laughs> luckily they don't stack, but we've had some that have six tower guardians. And they've now oh put, uh, you played Dark Souls, right? Uh, yeah. They've now put like Sten's Fortress floors in. So you go into oh, there the and the whole things. floor has like yeah. four mobs, but it's entirely filled with traps. And now they've put like three or four more of those in there. 
and you start really caring about what you the challenges that are ahead and what you got to deal with and certainly and i think it's super fun to speed run uh we're doing a charity stream soon which Ooh. is going to hopefully have a lot of people in what day uh, doing a big race uh, i'll let you know after this we're, okay. we're talking with the guys who are doing it but uh we want to do a, a huge tall gas race where we do three yeah. different classes uh and you you got to go through three runs first to the end of three runs right and when you're doing it in that environment we invited Noble in to try it out because a lot of people are like i want to test this because you guys seem to be having fun we want to try it out and the guys who've raced with us have just been like oh this is so much fun because you think about it so differently you're not farming something right you're not doing that you're just doing it for the blast of it and uh the different builds and the way it works is exactly the roguelike experience that I wanted in that environment. It if you're taking it slow, you just become giga powerful, which people will enjoy anyway. You just become turbo powerful. Yeah. You're critting for a million so quickly. How does, well, that's fine if you want to play that way. You how does the <laughs> power growth happen? So like whenever I was doing Torghast on Alpha, whenever it first came out, by the time that I got to like 4.45, I beat the game. I beat the game. Yeah, right? that was oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so like, is that still the case now or do mob scale like more linearly no the the way they fixed it right now and i don't think it's how it's going to finish is they've done you're limited to 18 floor increments so you like if you go on fresh on alpha right now you will only have the ability to start at floor one and then you can go to 18 but you unlock checkpoints as you go so after that run you can go back in and there's now an orb which asks you where do you want to start so you can be able to start at like floor nine floor 13 or whatever okay. and you can keep going that way um as it stands right now though it's still the same is if you collect everything and you just want to spend a, you know a, a couple of hours inside torgas collect just making yourself super powerful very hard to lose very very hard to lose because you, yeah. you get incremental strength upgrades and then you can get 100 critical strike bonus damage and but it's super fun to play in that environment as well when you are firing off one chain lightning that procs four more yeah you know, we've shot sidious it's one of those things that you will level alts for. And I think uh, BFA really missed that. I had no incentive to play my alts. What was the last I did time level you felt that way? Uh, for me, it was mob challenge moves. And, and maybe, maybe, I yeah, watched every mage class tower. hall, yeah? The, the story, yeah, the mage towers and the class yeah. hall stories. I, I leveled my alts just to do that, obviously for content as well. But mm -hmm. instead of wanting to play them, I wanted to do the class hall stories and the mage towers. Torghast is going to be that. You're going to see your friend having permanent earth elemental that's permanently earthquaking everything and blowing up the whole room and you're gonna be like i want to play that and you don't need to get gear you just need to cap and you can go in and let Torgas take care of itself so I, you I, think that I, the I, gear i really quick go say ahead. something in your chat go. guys talk in america it's the fourth of july yeah this is the one day that you're not supposed to talk in those like socialist languages please say, say <laughs> if you're gonna yep say yep cock a good american word yeah. a strong yep cock Stop! Stop with all this K comrade stuff. I don't know what you guys are doing. Carry yeah. on, as uh, well. Anyway, I uh, forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, Torghast is good. Sorry, dude. Do you think that there's ever going to be like? Obviously, you're doing like a friendly competition for Torghast, and that's mm -hmm. awesome. But do you feel like we're ever going to get a point where Torghast could be like legitimate competition? Now, like not necessarily esport, but something uh, that's fair. You know, you know what? The, the stupid thing is, I kind of worry Blizzard might be a little afraid of Torghast being too good, and I'm not saying that in a mean way. Like, the amount of stuff they can do in there is endless. Uh, if they, let's say, they had server-wide class boards where they made the challenge run, which has the floors predetermined for the 18 floors, mm -hmm. 
yeah, and runs. the power is a predetermined. Yeah, seeded runs, and there's a server-wide competition, and you can just rerun it as many times as you want. And they've got one for Ellie Shaman all the way up to Arms Warriors, whatever. I think people would do that all day to try Dude. and get the better time, and then I hope, yeah. that'd be so fun. One of the best roguelikes ever made, uh, and Slave, Slave the Spire is actually a spiritual successor to it. Uh, have you played Dream Quest? I think I've tried to get you to play it before. No, Rachel. I haven't. No. Okay, it's like I think it's like two bucks on the mobile store. Made by a guy named Peter Whalen, absolute genius, and he works at Blizzard now. Uh, he actually he got hired by the Hearthstone team. And I hope that they have like got him on this as well. The dude is one of the best game designers, period. And I, I wouldn't say that lightly. A, a true five head. And like Peter Whalen works at Blizzard still, to my knowledge. And if he's working on this, I, I think it would be really good. And when you look at what Torghast actually can be, I'm similar to Asmund in a lot of ways where I don't really play video games right like i do I'm, I'm much more of a video game player than asman but at the same time i need to play games for the most part where i'm getting gear because there's something wrong in my brain i need that progression. the exact opposite i hate getting gear like it's the worst yeah, part for me. which is which is very <laughs> i i think it is like that's the other type of gamer right it's like oh i want to play red dead redemption i'm like why you can't get a horse with like a, a jetpack on it like what are you even playing for it's like oh the story i like being a cowboy it's like just be a cowboy in real life what are you doing stop playing nba Not how you see people who like red dead redemption oh i'm a cowboy fucking nerd play some path of exile <laughs> yeah get some gear you know but they're what are you trying to say the about the hats move? the one yeah there oh there we go dude that's from last year from the tournament when we went to walmart we went shopping for the fourth of july dude if you actually want me to be specific i lost that one and i had to buy a separate one this one's izzy's i, I lost Wait, the really original, yeah that, I lost that was the, the hat one. that we drew the names out of that was like we were gonna mount that on the wall forever I, I know i lost it we can just pretend like this is the same one though let's pretend it's the same one dude. yeah yeah it's the same one dude i remember that <laughs> but, but it you really know it brings out your eyes though i like it uh, thanks Aspen actually looks good in a cowboy hat it's I uh i i think it's because it's it's it hides my hair yeah you sure you I'm... don't want to play red dead rich i mean you seem quite into the hat uh, uh, yeah yeah you know I'll i like think you want to be a cowboy like... <laughs> well you own those chaps though hey you can't have a cowboy if you're not a cow poke you know what i'm saying but the thing the thing that i will uh the thing that i will say though is uh roguelikes have always been one of the things that change that because yes some of them do have meta progression but for the most part the reason why you play roguelikes is because they are fun and uh that doesn't go away you can pick them up at any time imagine if wow actually successfully has both how crazy that is i think they're afraid of it i genuinely think that's a problem what do you think they're afraid of specifically that that would become the focus of the game over everything else because it's super accessible it's doesn't even it, it it would require just investing so much into because like, think of the options they could do with Sargast, right? Like yeah. right now we have a super basic version of a roguelike. I mean, it is super basic compared to what's out there. They could put in challenge options where they give you uh, so, so they can mess with the meta a bit, where they, you just get a certain style of ability. Uh, they could do a weekly challenge where you have to complete it in a certain you know amount of time. They could do that. They could also put in combos of powers where if you get Let's say you're, uh, we talked about if you were a shaman and your enhancement and you pick up the combination of the mega goblin jump and a lightning slam and all that, you actually get a new ability, which makes you into like the Thor thing from uh, the Marvel movies where he crashes down mm-hmm. and this huge light. They could do all things like that that are really impressive and crazy. And I think they were like, people are going to want this in the main game. And it really, Torghast doesn't work in the, in 
not the real world, but like you know what I mean. It doesn't work in the outer world. Doesn't work in the, the things real, you can do that don't work. But, but think about think about it this way though, uh, because this is interesting because it's happening more and more in games. Look at Call of Duty. I actually think Call of Duty is a good example. How so? Uh, Warzone is very different, and Blackout previously very different than Call of Duty. And they put a lot of resources into making this alternate game mode, which I think in a lot of ways is probably played. I, I mean, I have no idea what the numbers are, but I feel like just based off of Twitch, the audiences are bigger to actually see that variant of the game. People overall, fucking love Warzone. And like, Warzone really, awesome. like, I mean, you think about it, maybe preach from this perspective. Uh, there were a lot of people that used to play Arena, and like, Arena was the game. They didn't care about rating, they didn't care about anything. Like, they played WoW for Arena and maybe Torghast could go that route. And it could be kind of weird, uh, but, and it could divide the player base a little bit, but I think it also has the opportunity to bring more people into the game. Oh, I agree. I want I want Torghast to do more and more and more. Yeah. Like we've encouraged them so much. We've, you know, we've given feedback that we would love it if, because some, here's the thing, and this is a problem with all roguelikes, right? Sometimes you have Torghast runs where you just get the worst powers. And if it's on the hard mode, that run is so challenging. It's why that um, the affixes they started adding them didn't make any sense. Yeah. <clears throat> because sometimes you do want to spend like 30 minutes on the first floor and you need to be so careful and you need to creep and you need to try and skip mobs to get to a later mob that might make you powerful enough to kill the mob that you missed because that has a power in it and you need that power. And you have this totally different playthrough than the next run where you get a super powerful ability very early on and you're just, you're turbo chad from, from floor one. But what they could do is if you are in the super powerful mode, instead of making that boring, that unlocks extra stuff later on. So if you reach like floor 12 by a certain amount of time, you get access to an, okay, oh. you're super powerful. Cool. Here's yeah. an extra megabits because that's the, that's the difference. And because Torghast is based basically on the powers you get, right? It doesn't matter how casual you are or how good you are or whatever. Eventually everybody will get access to that because you simply have that run where you're just super powerful. Uh, right now, if you're super powerful very early on, it could be a little bit of a boring run, and you're just kind of seeing how how high it can scale. And they could go really crazy with that and see where see oh, where that goes. Oh, I would love to see that. Like, imagine like the idea that I had was, what if you killed a boss in like 30 seconds or less, and it died, and like a portal spawned out of its corpse to go into like a fucking alternate realm where you fought mm -hmm. the same boss but more powerful with more abilities and like more mechanics. Like, in a weird like environment a super, super boss version exactly and yeah. also bringing back old bosses i know they're like uh, but you know the law doesn't make sense but if you're going to give me a hundred foot hogger to fight because i got there really quickly dude bring that on like i want to maybe, maybe the uh the mage tower, <laughs> the mage tower bosses yeah exactly like yeah. so many cool things because right now the bosses are really interesting uh, they're a little imbalanced but for the most part, the bosses are getting better and better, and they keep adding new ones every week, uh, to the point where we're planning ahead, like four floors ahead. I don't, even though we're crushing the floor, we might not be able to kill the boss. I really need to think about how I'm going to tackle that. Uh, so if they go even further, I, that's the thing with Torghast. It's never ending because it's so enclosed. The amount of options they have to create just fun stuff in there is they can make a whole new endless. game inside of it. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's uh it's actually pretty insane to actually see how much it's progressed throughout the alpha like it has felt really good and i i also some of the things that make me really optimistic about shadowlands uh, as much as like i think i've been like a little bit of a negative nancy recently uh in general oh. uh, uh hey i'm not proud of it but uh i, I don't know uh a little bit I, deleting three characters 
<laughs> you sat there with your eyes down. It looks like you're like having a confession and shit. Yeah. I, I'm not I've been a little bit down. I, I mean, I'm not say proud three of Hail it. Marys and four All Fathers. I'm okay? not proud. <laughs> I, I mean, like, it just the game. The game hurt me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like, it, and like, I've always loved the game. Like, I, I've especially in like Legion. Like, Asmin, Asmin would make fun of me sometimes. You like, oh, okay. Rich was a Legion <laughs> simp, man. Yeah, I was a, a huge Legion. I'm usually yeah. just a wild simp in general, and like this expansion just like spit in my mouth, and not in the way that I like it. And when I am optimistic about Shadowlands, is when I see them make mistakes and then change them so fast. Like the the timer thing was awful. Like it was just like the worst thing ever. The second that it got implemented, I was like, man, Torghast is dead. It's all over. Which it wasn't. It was so dumb. Like it, it was. It, so dumb it's hard to even ex for those of us who were playing it a lot we were like this makes no sense it's just so why it also added on itself too like i was going pretty fast i was on a hunter and it, like before hunter i don't know, even know if they balanced hunters yet i haven't played them in a little while i was on a hunter and i'm one shot and everything and all of a sudden i got the timer the the fire one i forget what it was actually called and i was like oh gosh like i don't really have a way to heal myself right now like exil's really the only way i'm healing myself i gotta stop to to heal now because i'm taking so much damage from one stack of fire and then the fire buff was slowing me down so much even though i'm one-shotting stuff already in the run that it started stacking up and i was like i wasn't i wasn't trying to go slow like i wasn't trying to do this and, and the, like the timers felt really bad and they acknowledged it and they got rid of them and i was like yep. okay they're <laughs> actually iterating and alpha testing in the way that they should be, and I, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm really excited for it at this point. Well, that's it's the best. I was not going to blast. It really is because they've been they. It's like a new Blizzard this time. I know that seems like simping or whatever, but it is the way they've been acting has been awesome. It's yeah, been so I good. I they, completely oh. agree. Like I, I, every once in a while, like you know the shadow, uh, sorry, the corruption vendor on a rotation that makes me worried with Shadowlands because I see them making a decision like that, and I just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And like a few other decisions they made with BFA do kind of make me nervous for Shadowlands. But the truth is that everything that's actually happening inside of Shadowlands, besides the covenants, and preach. Actually, I'm curious to see if you've changed your opinion on covenants at all. But everything else besides that has seemed very, very promising. I mean, I, I don't want to be overly dramatic here because okay. that's the way it's going to come across. And we've been, we've respected Blizzard's wishes when uh, they've been like, just wait and see the whole master plan and all this kind of stuff. But the truth is, genuinely how we feel um, is that we're on our way to the biggest train wreck ever with how these systems are working right now. Mm -hmm. it, and every single week, a little bit more comes out that makes it worse. And we we've been internally debating in the team is like when are we going to attack this because if they, if they if blizzard was handling shadowlands like they'd handled bfa we'd been we would have been screaming from the rafters for months at this point but they you know they've been polite and they've been like look we have a, we, we got this <laughs> just give us a chance yeah just trust us uh, guys just trust us but now they want this game out this year we're in july um, and we've probably got that. We've got that stream coming in a few days, right? On the eighth and ninth, where they're probably going to announce oh, the release yeah. date. That's on the eighth and ninth, and it's likely to be August, September. Unlikely they want it to be out in December, um, and we're running out of time. So we've been sat down, and we're you know we're having our team meeting or whatever, and we're like, when are we going to really go at this like we should do? Because every instinct I have is is to say stop right now because this is so bad. 
what you're doing is going to kill the Shadowlands. And we've talked about all the awesome stuff in Shadowlands right now, but everything we see right now is like, this is a mess. And with covenants <laughs> and the ability. No, like that's, that's the thing. And this is, it's so complex that okay. we're so used to digesting like the systems in little chunks, right? We can say like the Azerite armor system, and then we can say the essences. And that's a totally separate little piece that comes months later. And then we have corruption. What's happening in Shadowlands is that imagine BFA was coming, right? And we were having this podcast like we probably did back then. And I was saying to you, well, okay, so when BFA comes out, this is what you're going to do, guys. You're going to have to farm your Azerite armor uh, while simultaneously farming your essences at the exact same time. And you also need to gather your corruptions at the exact same time. All of those things are in at launch. And on top of those, you're going to need to get legendaries as well. That's a Now job. you think about, <laughs> well, you imagine how broken Azerite was at the start. And it took us months to get it into some sort of shape. And Blizzard kept telling us, we're going to make Azerite armor so you should never feel like you got the wrong piece. Do you remember that? But yeah, we had Thunderous Blast like doing like right four piece. times the amount of damage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it took them ages to fix that. And it's still not right. In fact, they never got Azerite right. So what? instead, 8.3, they gave up and were like, okay, we're just going to give you the best Azerite traits because we're past that now. And it's the same with the essences. The essences have never been close to being balanced at all. You look at the scale even today, it's all over the place. It's just that the players know those are the ones I'm going for. But in terms of how close they are to each other, they're nowhere near. And then you look at corruption. I mean, if anyone's going to sit there and say corruption was balanced when it came into the game. Okay, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, bro. Now, imagine how broken the game is. And this is the weird thing is... Uh, I think the Raiders and the high PVPers and the Mythic Pluses, the high ones, have been under attack because people are just saying, oh, it's casuals versus min-maxes. And I think they, they truly believe that the difference is like 2 to 3% between choosing the, the mathematically way to go versus what you like. As it stands in Shadowlands, individually, so if you play a DK and I play a DK, you choose what sounds fun. I'll choose what's better. The difference between us and identical gear is something like 40% right now. That's how different it is just passively, right? We're talking about tanks that passively take like 20% less damage. How the fuck is it that big? Well, let me, it gets worse. It gets okay. worse than that. All right. Okay, so this is what I mean. This is really difficult to talk about because it's so many different systems that are all reliant on each other and not one of them works together. Talking about soul like, lines not, and everything? Yeah, so like yeah. in pieces, and again, we've held back on arguing about this because Blizzard might have this in the back. But yeah. if you think about every single system that has ever come into World of Warcraft, essences, artifact weapons, whatever, never, ever, not a single time have they ever been able to make them remotely balanced. Not once. Is they have a 0% success rate with it. Aldor now they're trying to do like five at once. <laughs> that Which was one? the best. Aldor and Scryer. <laughs> Even though you remember yeah, back the, in the day, the you, everybody, you know. all the PVPers went Scryer, all the PVEers went Aldor. At least, like, that's how it was on my server. And, like, that was the best balance they had 13 or 14 years ago. And that was and the that first was thing that I said. Right? The shoulders? what? Is it just shoulder enchants, right? Yeah, shoulder enchants. Was like that, three was different that, was, stats. that was the limit of it. <laughs> yeah, no, so it and even choice. that one was pretty imbalanced. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, people still re-rolled on so that. So how do we get how do we get from these covenants just starting off to forty percent differential? And you're talking about tanking? <laughs> Everything. Like it wow. gets worse when you that I'm talking at, at this point I'm talking individually. It actually gets worse when we put it in a group environment. Like once you start grouping other people making the same choice, it magnifies on top of itself. Yeah. Like right. Multiplier. So if you've got a paladins 
currently paladins can provide their group with like 15% bonus damage. Yeah. And you can use two paladins doing some really, and you should see the YouTube comments on this of the guys who've been mathing this out. You can keep a 15% damage buff on your party pretty much with like very little downtime. And that means that in some cases, it makes sense to bring eight paladins per mythic raid to enable this action to happen. Ooh. Right? <laughs> you could also, you could do, <laughs> it That's gets really raid. crazy. That's a crusade. Dude, well, the problem they is to make fun of red paladins all the time. They're like, yeah, man, we Oh no, they're coming back. Right, yeah. So you can do things like that right now in the game. And you can also, it's, it, again, it's all these little chunks. But if we simplify it, like if we just look at the covenant class spells on their own, they're not balanced across a single spec, right? They're totally different in terms of power, utility, everything. Some are just distinctly better than the other ones. Then the covenant signature abilities are also nowhere near balanced. They're way off as well. So if even in that scope of choosing the right covenant for performance is a distinct difference than the guy who chooses what he likes. Then you get the soul binds, and they've done three soul binds for each covenant, but they've wanted to make them unique, but uh, still similar. So there's 12 completely independent soul bind tech trees that are all slightly different, which means that some are, I've got one or two that are slightly better, which then magnifies the fact that your first choice made you significantly better, and then your soul binds you're choosing make you significantly better. And now they have the conduits and gems, which go into there, they're not balanced either. So if you choose the right ones to get the right ones, then it magnifies on top of itself again. And on top of that, they've now got legendaries that synergize with those conduits and the soul binds and feeds back on itself to make you even stronger. So they're multiplying right? off of each other. So it's like if you start, if you're multiplying, you know, 20 times 20 times 20, you're going to hit a million a lot fucking faster than five times five times five. Yeah, even if it was 2%, even if they yeah, were really just, close, each much of these more. were 2%, yeah. as you know, that then just goes exponentially larger. So the yeah. reason this is not a case of the big bad raider men and the tryhards telling, you know, trying to take things away. It's a case of this ruins the game for literally everybody. I mean, if, sure, if you're just doing content where Blizzard could give you a couple of wooden spoons and you'd be fine, then it won't matter too much to you. But if you like doing a little bit of pug raiding or, you know, a little bit of heroic, you're literally not going to be fighting the same bosses that the other guys are fighting. Which means we either end up in a scenario where Blizzard has to tune the content around everybody being able to choose whatever they want, which is what they're selling it on, in which case it's Emerald Nightmare times four, where we just walk in and stomp it into the ground. Because if you choose the good stuff, you're so much more powerful. I had my best in Salt Legendaries. It was great. Yeah, like you saw those guys, imagine, imagine Emerald Nightmare, but magnify that effect of people. I mean, Emerald Nightmare is considered to have been so easy because people found a more artifact power than Blizzard thought they would, right? That was yeah, just that yeah. little piece of having a few extra traits in your weapons that overwhelmed that content. And Shadow and, Priest. And Shadow Priest, yeah. And Shadow yeah. Priest, right? Which is nothing compared to what we're seeing in Shadowlands right now. The, and, the, and the, the question well, that I have, just to put this under the microscope before we continue moving forward with this, because I feel like this is one of the most often asked questions right now a lot of people were saying are soul conduits going to mitigate the choices that you actually make with covenants and from what i'm hearing from you it's that's not the case at all it's okay, the opposite so that's that's what i'm hearing yeah well okay so we don't know in, in a lot about it because again even though they want the game out this year we still haven't had them in game yeah and the cond uh, the soul binds and conduits break down even more this is again it's really hard to talk about this stuff 
So there's three co three soulbinds per covenant, right? But they're not entirely the same. They have three different types of conduits. There's red ones, blue ones, and yellow ones, right? So there's red ones are DPS, yellow ones are utility, I think, and the blue ones are defensive, or you know, some something like that. But one of the soulbinds will enable you to put three of the same type of conduit in. So you'll have one soulbind that allows for three DPS conduits. Then you have the other soulbind that allows you for three utility conduits, and then the other soulbind which allows for three defensive ones. Now it looks like you can't pick up everything because they're like tech trees, like artifact weapon trees. But imagine the artifact weapon tree where you didn't kind of go to the end and get the big power and then you worked your way back like we did. You have to pick the path to the end and that's it. We think that's how it's going to work, uh, which means so you can't get everything you path. want. There's going to be a best path. There's going to be a best path. And then the question comes is, well, how powerful are the conduits? Are the, power, the conduits so strong, especially when you stack them up, that they overwhelm what's inside the soul binds? So you're just going to pick the soul bind that has the three DPS conduits because they're so good that your other soul binds are practically non-existent. Is that what's going to happen? We're not sure. And are they destroyed when you swap them? So how do we get these conduits? We're not quite sure. If they're like relics, then they come from like high mythic plus. Suppose if you wanted to swap your conduits around because you're doing a totally different encounter, totally different style of encounter, whatever, and these conduits that you've got in, let's say their Iceland's damage isn't beneficial to you, does that mean you then have to farm maybe 10 or 11 Mythic Plus high ones to get those gems back? Jesus. Or, you know what I mean? So we don't have the answer to that question. That's a worst case scenario. We don't have the answer for that. So wait, or, wait. So so we're not sure if, because I I hated on the weapons. They were called relics, right? Yeah. When yeah. once you socketed them, they were socketed. If you wanted to take them out and switch them around, even though they could they're dramatically like, change your characters, they're really, like, I, I never understood that. It's like, why are we making it so now we need to farm items multiple times? Well, this is the same that's what they were. They were items. with Azerite gear. Like, how many helmets do you have in your bag? How many shoulders do you have in your bag? Why yeah. is this good? It's just, I, I feel like there are certain points where it obviously, like with having different currencies, I don't think it really matters, but especially with Azerite gear, it's really annoying because you have to uh, you have to put all that stuff in your bags and carry it around all the time. It's super obnoxious to deal with. Like, And I think that, I don't know if Preach if it was you that came up with this example. So with uh, the covenants and the covenant signature abilities, not just like the class specific mm -hmm. ones, but the signature abilities, you have the Necro Lord one, which allows you to put a like channel, a massive like uh, absorb shield on yourself. And yeah. then the Vinthyr one gives you a chance to teleport how do you balance a fight between people that have the necro ward that can just channel this massive shield on themselves for a big explosion from the boss and also can every single player can have a teleport and the boss fights it's going to be almost impossible to balance them and especially if you have guilds that are more serious about it and they plan specifically for having uh everybody with a certain covenant similar to how people had with kj and uh using goblins yeah, it's it's you can't like I I did ask Morgan about this when we did the interview and is the the goal is and it's a really noble goal is that there should be fights where one is better and there should be fights where another one is better yeah and therefore you feel that way now the problem with that is when it comes to a shield like you said with the necrolord shield you can't design a fight where you need that shield mm -hmm. it's because there are going to be people in it who don't have the shield ergo that shield is a complete waste of time yeah there's just no and also this is the the thing. We're going into it not knowing the content. So we're, we're being locked in. And a lot of people who aren't following you know, podcasts like this and things like that aren't going to be educated at all. Uh, so 
it's you're making a choice based on content that you don't know what it does. We can look through the boss list now of Castle Nathria and sort of like figure things out. But even though we, if we look at BFA and say Venthyr Teleport existed now, I could make a case of how Venthyr Teleport is a legitimate DPS increase on every single fight inside Nihilotha. Oh, hell yeah. And I can't make a single use case for Fleshcraft, which is the Necrolaw shield. Like, not one. Because the fights can't be designed with people having this extra shield. Because you can't do that. You can't say that if you don't have the Necrolaw shield, you die. Yeah, you then it's like you know everybody's I mean? going to just have that. to go to Necrolord, and so who cares about the other four? It does seem like it's a huge problem. And the funny thing about this is that I actually don't even think that PvE is going to be the worst. Imagine how PvPers feel. Yeah. Like, that is just, oh my, oh, oh man. I mean, think I think know, about how man. PvPers got the brunt end of the deal as well when they actually had to look at Azerite, right? I think it was like two hours into the expansion, Zico's uh, reforge cost was already like 80k gold <laughs> to, to like, switch why? trades on his gear. It's what, like, what is, like just, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like when gear has choices on it, uh, like big choices that have implications to how you play your your character, right? It, it's not like tier gear anymore, where it's like you either have the tier bonus or the choices go for stats. It's you are changing your entire character, potentially even changing the spells, the toolkit that you have based off the gear that you have. Having a situation where once you've already unlocked that choice that it's then gated, protected by something else, whether it be a gold sink, whether it's actually farming the piece multiple times, whether it be a quest line, just doesn't make sense in the way that the MMORPG works in my mind. Once you've unlocked that option, it should be unlocked. Here's a here's another question. I saw this in chat. Somebody actually reminded me of this. How do you feel like the lag problem that you famously made the video on that I loved with all the mm -hmm. dice? How do you feel like the lag problem is going to change in Shadowlands? Uh, well, seemingly we haven't seen stuff that's. I mean, a, a lot of that was based on devs of other MMOs uh, who were contacting me privately, mm -hmm. um, and that's what their opinion was. Um, it, I, it's hard to say. We haven't seen a lot of proc stuff. And if they're going, making gear is gear. And we're not seeing Twilight devs on top of endless mini buffs. We're not seeing any of that stuff. They're saying gear is gear. It should be more, more like classic in terms of gearing, uh, which is a great, great thing. So we should have those prestigious items back again that people want uh, and are happy to get and maybe um, don't want to transmog because they want to show it off. Uh, so I'm really hoping we see that. But so far... It's hard to say because there's some days we log into the alpha, there's less than five people playing and we can't even get a dungeon group together. So until until we get more and more people, it's hard to say uh, how that's going to go. It'd be, I would like to sit here and say it's going to be fine, but I don't know that because there's barely anybody playing after the first day of new stuff. There's a lot of journalists around. Then you'll see the recognizable faces. Um, you know, Ted's been doing a lot and Tauli's been doing a lot. But other than that, people tend to check in, try their one class out. And if there's been no changes, they don't even bother at all. So, Yeah, I mean, I, admittedly, that's what I do. I, I'm kind of worried mm -hmm. about that because nowadays I, I've been doing five-man groups. And even in, in like a 15 versus 15 BG, 10 v 10, I, I'll, I'll experience lag. <laughs> like, it's actually insane. Like, at this rate, if they don't fix it in two expansions, we're going to lag out whenever we have a duel. You know, it's like, oh, man, don't summon your pet. That's going to lag us out. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm worried about that, man. I certainly am. I think that scaling down like the numbers and everything will hopefully help, but it's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say, but it's 
hopefully we, we're not seeing anything like Azerite. Like as soon as Azerite was announced, it was like, oh my God, everything's a little mini proc of power and all that kind of stuff that I don't care about. I can't tell if it's happened or not because it's all happening all the time. It's just like fireworks being fired out of your character because he exists. Uh, we're not seeing any of that so far in the Shadowlands. Yeah. You know well, it's I mean? not even like uh, fireworks. It's like you just light up the entire stand. It's like yeah. you have some things that are just blowing up, other like little tanks. You have the little chickens that are screaming, and like everything does a certain little amount of damage, and you have no control over any of it. And mo most of the really good ones had like no visual. <laughs> that was the funniest part about <laughs> yeah. it. It was like all the shitty ones had these crazy particle effects, and the best one it was like I have no idea when it happens. I just look at the damage meter after, and yeah. I see that it's my number one damage. Uh, it was. I, I think that definitely we're we're in a situation now where it, it's very unique where even just looking at the covenant abilities, you look at pretty much all of the covenant abilities and say, Wow, we're getting some of the best new skills that we've gotten in the game oh, for Star a really Star long so time. So good. So good. But like, literally we know it's up, so we go and play Shadowlands. So, like, not for videos or anything. Like some of them are so fun to play with. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go play that. I'm gonna go do a tour gas run just for the hell of it, because it's so fun. So how would you like to see them change covenants? Uh, I don't. I I feel like they like say we haven't put them on blast for this. This is the first time we've really talked about it, and yeah, they yeah. might work it out. And I want to be clear on that. Like I'm not blasting them for Shadowlands yet. They might have this sorted out. The, the history says they haven't, and it also says they don't have enough time to do it. So for me, I don't think they have much choice at this point other than to open it up, because what's got this? This is a conversation that's happening internally with a lot of guilds. You're going to level to level sixty, and then stop playing. And you're going to start leveling your ult. You're absolutely not choosing your covenant, oh, like on geez. day one, because they're going to have to alter something, or the chance of them having to nerf and twist it very quickly oh. is really high. So you're just going to level to 60, stop playing, go and play an ult. Everybody I know, uh, have spoken to, is definitely going to be multi-boxing if things stay the way they are. They're already. We already have a guide and people discussing on our Discord of the multi-box setup you're going to need. Because if you're raiding seriously you're going to need four characters. Our guild has MDI players in it. They can't afford to have a character that's tied to some sort of covenant when they're doing MDI practice on live. So they're going to have to have another character that's the same one to counter that because they enjoy different types of content. They like doing Mythic Plus and they like doing raiding and they like some of them like doing PvP. They're going to need a separate character. So that's what's going on right now. So the solution for me seems to be you kind of have to open this up to make it choices because there's no way or it feels like that. And I'll be okay. I'll be, I'll be the first to be so happy if I'm wrong. I was so happy because it's no way this is balanced going live because you've never been able to do it in the past with one of these systems, let alone the five you're trying to win. ratios aren't balanced either. No, they've never been able to get it right. It's as simple as that. They've never been able to get it right. So to say they've, gonna, they've got, say, five months at this point, maybe less to nail five independent systems and the problem is as well that the way it works is if they tweak something with classes right so they tweak a class thing that then ripples throughout all of these different systems because now this means that you want different conduits which actually enable a different soul bind which actually plays into the hands of a different covenant ability so every time they tweak something down here it's like all these cogs start turning and it just goes down the line where it can end up with a big it's problem. like the butterfly effect you change one it's little new, mechanic yeah. and then it actually reduces somebody's damage by 20 percent. exactly so it it everything because it's so tied in with this idea of locking you into the abilities and 
as far as I know, absolutely no one wants people to be able to swap covenants freely. Nobody wants that. People want to choose the covenant they, they enjoy. But, and also as it stands right now, there are covenant abilities. So if you're somebody who enjoys, uh, say, a warrior, you like DPSing, and, but mm -hmm. you also like doing a bit of tanking, there are covenant abilities that are really good for DPS, which are also terrible for tanking. If you're a shaman and you like playing, say, Enhancement, but you also like doing some Ellie and Resto, there are covenant abilities that work for Ellie, but they work the same one works really badly for Enhancement, like terrible. And you're in that scenario where it's like, am I being punished because I enjoy playing my class? Because it feels that way. Whether they, you know, some people are saying, oh, well, you made that choice. Like, yeah, but it's a shit choice. I don't see why I enjoy are... playing my classes. Yeah, it's like having wrong choices is not really something that's good. And I don't like the idea. I think Blizzard kind of like invented this idea for themselves that a game isn't an RPG unless you have these irreversible choices. And it really kind of annoyed me whenever they said that because that hasn't really been the case in the game really at all. Thank besides... you. Yeah. I couldn't believe Ian said that and how many people bought it. Like, well, oh, if we can't make this choice, that we can't, if we've reached the point, what did he say? We can't reach the uh, point. If we, we can't, can't reach do the this, point where we, we failed. I'm like, you never had this. Ever. Yeah, this has never been a thing. Like, the only irreversible choices that you make are at the character select screen. That's mm -hmm. it. Uh, everything else you can always go back and do again. Respecking, even in Classic WoW, was, you know, very accessible compared to what it's going to be like to switch covenants. And I'm very worried about this because they've never done this correctly before. You had the Legion legendaries that were not balanced. You had the Azerite gear that was not balanced. You've had classes in general that are also not balanced. You had, uh, let me think besides that, like artifact uh, weapons, artifact the Nether weapons, Crucible yeah. even had to be altered. We went yeah. through everything. We were like, when have they ever got this right? And never. And that's not to say they aren't trying and no one's crapping on Blizzard, but you've never been able to get this right. Artifact weapons else? you promised us you would never change you wouldn't change the artifact weapons, right? Because we had the whole thing when we started Legion, but once you chose the one, and if you were gonna choose one that's best, then you know that's where you're gonna go. And we're not gonna alter them. So you, you your choice is safe, don't worry. Yeah. And it was a week a week into Legion, they nerfed the rogue one and everyone had to re-roll. And it's like <laughs> Yeah. We've tried this we've tried it before and we and Shadow Ones looks so fucking awesome that it feels like it's got the dagger of Sargeras dangling over it for and as far as I can see, no reason. There's no justification for it. The covenants are awesome. The stories are awesome. And RPG-wise, I love where they could go with it. Mm -hmm. It does not need to go this way where people are like, oh, okay, day one I chose Venthyr because Mike's been buying, you know, I've been banging on about the Venthyr teleport, blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, okay, we're taking that out of the game now a week later because it was too powerful in X, Y, and Z content. And well, it, now, thanks very much. Yeah, it's also, I mean, you think about the other games that they used for examples, almost all of the other games, like Dungeons and Dragons, you usually play that with your friends and you're not playing Dungeons and Dragons to min-max. And a lot of the other RPGs that you play, you're playing them solo. So if you make a bad decision, it doesn't really matter because you're the only person that really sees the consequences it, of it. Look, I just play, I've been playing, I just spent 50 hours already with McConnell playing an RPG recently. It's yeah. not an easy game. I've been playing Divinity with McConnell. You can respec. <laughs> like, yeah. you can respec in that game. Like, the thing is, is even in RPGs, realistically, a lot of those changes, you have the ability. Like, you are still feel like you're in a game and you can explore. I mean, you're going to get in uh, places where 
all of a sudden you make a decision and it's terrible and you think it's great and you're like wow mcconnell i love the fact that you can turn your arm into a dick arm and you're like slapping people with your dick arm i want to have a dick arm too and you got two dicks waving around you're not able to do anything with it, it just doesn't uh, it's not what you need in the game in that situation so you go to the mirror and you, you change your build having stuff get lot like they, these abilities are incredible i i want to try all these different abilities and having the game be locked behind barriers like this and not to be able to fully experience it is kind of a bummer. Like I, I am excited for covenants like preach Star dimension for a lot of the RPG aspects of them. Like I imagine I would love to play four different characters to get all the different pieces of the story. And I think that that's fine. That's an exciting thing to want to do to actually go through on a shaman, a hunter, a warlock, and like all of these different things and class experience the game in a completely different way. Yeah, class order halls, exactly. I tell you what blows my mind is they're very against you changing the covenant, right? They're going to allow you to yeah. move from one to the other easily, but you can't go back. But there's stuff in the game which feels like, why aren't you encouraging this? Like for Bastion, which are all very angelic, right? And you got Bluther and stuff. Yeah. But there's these fallen ones that have a much darker angelic armor. So why haven't you done a thing where if you like cap your soul binds with Bastion and then you go over to say the vampires or the necrolords that you unlock the title the fallen and you get this fallen angel armor transmog. You know, really encourage certainly like in the more uh, if you're thinking about the casual players, a lot of stuff to do there. Instead yeah. of being like, no, you're not allowed to do that. It's like Play why? The like this if you want to yeah. be a necrolord that goes over to the Venthyr, and you could have all these combos of things with titles and cosmetics that involve you going and then you can have a slightly different story twist if someone betrayed the bastion people to move over to the vampires and they get some like story quests to make that happen like they do in several games like if you think about skyrim if you want to swap around they have a story quest to change your allegiance right mm -hmm. that's how they do it they make it make part it of the sucked. game and if you yeah I, i'm so lost as to why they've gone we're doing this and we're not budging on this and i'm like why i don't get it it, it, it just makes, feels it like you're literally no trying sense. to die on a hill that you I built for dude, some reason. i bet what it is man is they sat there in their fucking uh their their brainstorming room where they just sit in a room and they just fucking talked each other into this and now you know that the idea is out and everybody's denying it it's like, oh, wait, everybody doesn't like the idea that we've just spent the last fucking six months patting each other on the back for coming up with. And I think that's the issue is that they have this, you know, very strong idea of their vision of the expansion. And that's one thing that I think could really hurt the game. And it's the same thing also, uh, ironically, that happened with Azrite Armor. Their mm -hmm. vision for Azrite Armor ended up being a limitation on people's enjoyment of BFA because people didn't play the game the same way that uh, Blizzard envisioned them to. And designing the game around that didn't make them play the game. And I remember Rich. Rich said something that I completely agree with. He said that you don't design games to change human behavior. You design games to uh, play into human behavior. And I think that's kind of what's ended up happening with uh, with BFA and Azerite armor. And then also, well, at least before they, uh, they, they kind of, I guess, like gave in to the community to an extent. And also now we're seeing this with Shadowlands again, where they're trying to implement a system that's completely not informed by the way that players play their game. It's, it's it, it feel it, just right now. If I was just to take a snapshot of Shadowlands right now, it's like this looks like it's going to be the biggest train wreck ever, and I, I don't want that to happen. 
they they might you know next week could be a patch where they're like yeah you know we've actually worked this out it's pretty good but we've been running some rough numbers right now and it's really it, it's so far out there the compared i mean right now i don't know if you guys know what the delta is between a player who's optimized like their choices with say azrite armor and essences and things like that and somebody who hasn't in the same item level it's about 30 percent. right that's how strong Jeez. this is uh, and we ran some tests it's like a 30 percent difference but this is end of expansion stuff and it's it's you know we're in the like rich said we're in the circus time of the expansion when you should be able to just go crazy you should be ultra powerful yep. and be able to see everything because the content's going to be gone soon and therefore you can do whatever you want we seem to be starting in a worse position than that and they can nerf and tweak things which i think a lot of people feel like oh we're gonna you know they'll nerf it back down but like we talked earlier on even if each one of these little elements has a two to three percent difference which might seem small it all magnifies on top of each other and the ripple effect is very real as well. So it, it's locking it away. I, it feels like you're just a recipe for disaster. And it makes the whole game broken for casuals and otherwise. And that's well, the sad thing. We're inevitably starting on, <clears throat> on on a bad foot, right? When you talk about that, the, the circus kind of element at the very end, I think at least anecdotally about stuff that happened towards the end of expansions. How many times did you have a player who wasn't really able to play the game as well earlier in the expansion, all of a sudden now have the accessibility of gear, have the accessibility of all of these things and start playing with new people. And then all of a sudden they're in the raid group and you you made a new friend. That was one of the things that you saw happen at the end of expansions. I know that because that's what happened to me too. I, I mean, I, I really got better towards the end of BC. And then that was when I was in really good raiding guilds when I entered Wrath of Lich King. And the other thing that happens all the time is you see players you know, messing around with an alt. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to play my, my elemental shaman right now. And they love it. And they have so mm -hmm. much fun. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. they roll a different character the first time around. There, there are these little things that when you take that victory lap, it changes your perspective on the game. And then you're excited to go into the next expansion, not going in already tired and uh, already defeated. So it's going to have an impact no matter what. I mean, I could take a page out of Asma's book. I could grab the tinfoil right now that's next to my desk, put it on my head and say... I think that they are purposefully making this expansion as terrible as possible to try to make the beginning of Shadowlands look better because at times it just feels like there's nothing else to think uh, than that. And I've said it to you many times before, Preach, you've laughed at me pretty much every time, but at a certain point, I'm just like, why on earth are these decisions being made? And uh, it, it does feel like that. And when, when we actually do look at some of the stuff going into Shadowlands, I, I, I just feel like, I don't know how many times we're going to have an expansion where the features that are on the box, when they start announcing them, they will just, like you said, die on that hill for them over and over again. It's happened so many times. It's always the feature that's on the box, the main shipping feature that is the thing that ends up destroying the expansion, right? Like Islands, islands and uh, Azerite were like those big new awesome features wow. that you're getting and it was like yo we don't want them and they're like you're gonna you're gonna finish your vegetables we're gonna and it <laughs> was like no we don't want them give us the old game back and then they just yeah. keep doing it it's always that you feature brought up islands man <laughs> i don't want to hear that word i don't <laughs> think islands are that bad but i okay. actually i don't care about just basically tabbing out and mindlessly farming something while I'm watching a YouTube video on the second monitor. I mean, you have to remember this is the same guy that's farmed out, you know, a bunch of useless transmog, like an offhand dagger that I'm never going to use on my warrior just so I can get completion on a third party add-on. 
you know it's do like you ever fall do them or felt faster do do i what uh, uh islands <laughs> fuck that no yeah i think this is where the difference comes from there's well, i guess for the mounts but i mean there wasn't wasn't time sensitive in the same way it was for you as a raider is kind of like what you're yeah, saying yeah that's right? i think that's why yeah. in, certainly amongst the raiders it's islands are such a dirty word mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> is that you know out for us it, and i have this argument a lot because there's a few of my friends who are very casual and they're always telling me you know well, you didn't have to do it it's like you don't understand that literally our armor doesn't work if we didn't do it well that was and the that's... funny thing is i remember you made the video this is before a battle of bizarre lore came out and you found out that you would be able to actually unlock all the traits before uh bod came out and then mm -hmm. Blizzard found out about that, and they just added plus 10 onto it, so you had to unlock the same <laughs> shit that you had before. I remember that. Yeah. Do you, do you remember Do you remember when you would get a new piece of gear, and then you would have less rings unlocked? <laughs> exactly, and that was the problem we had. Yeah. Where, and then, as you know what I was talking about earlier, like, the two issues with the way it looks in Shadowlands right now is either it'll be a complete stomp, or they do what exactly what happened in Emerald uh, in Eternal Palace, which is that they went, oh, God. They've all farmed benthic gear on alts, and they have all the gem slots and all that. They've all done that, and then people got to Lady Ashvane and were like, "Okay, they've designed the raid around people having that." Mm -hmm. And what you saw was that all these guys who were like, "No, I'm not fucking using alts to farm pearls. And why would you do that? Like, that's crazy." Just hit this giant wall because, of course, they designed the boss around having it, and that's the situation we end up in. Is the content we enjoy is tuned around having all this mental stuff okay. now if it stays as it is in shadowlands how hard those bosses are going to be compared to people who didn't do it that doesn't even bear thinking about right now i'm going to sound really negative right now for a second uh and i don't mean to right like Listen, i, I do i do want to be to constructive this. uh like for i like big shout out to mcconnell first of all because you know i've been playing games with mcconnell for like the past like every day for like the past week or two for like 10 hours a day and it's it's some of the first times I've had fun playing video games in so long, like because M McConnell just I, I don't know I, I've had an absolute blast with him. Don't too much. It's gonna get like I oh jeez I'm dreading tomorrow now. No, no he doesn't smoke from here. He doesn't, yeah. dude. He's not like that. It's not like it when we just chill and play games, man. Oh, sure. It's okay. You, yeah, you yeah. let it out, Rich. No, you I think I no, I think I think I don't know. I think Asman brings out the toxicity, McConnell. McConnell's a, he's a he's the most relaxed dude ever. Yeah, man. who told you that, McConnell? Yeah, he told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, McConnell and I've been having an an absolute blast. For some reason, we decided to play Diablo yesterday. I'm sorry. We, just, we decided to play the new Diablo. And like, I have, I don't know how many hours in POE, right? Like, I'm a grinder. I will play ARPGs until my fingers fall off. McConnell and I were playing Divinity before that, which is a super, like, we, we literally have 60 hours in Divinity already at this point. And I, I went on to Diablo and instantly I start molding like I was playing WoW again. And you see so many of the design mistakes i think and like design philosophies across titles right now blizzard and i find it to be really interesting like even with uh, overwatch for example when there were the times in arena when you're scared of people getting one shot and there are all these situations where you're scared of people getting one shot in world of warcraft that's like around the same time you have the goats meta existing in, in overwatch you look at diablo and you look at some of the gearing that actually exists in diablo and some of the mistakes are mirroring things that are happening in world of warcraft it's just it is very wild to me to see the same mistakes 
happening across titles and it just it, so it starts to make your mind making the same mistakes it's it's interesting right like I don't, I don't know exactly where to go with it but it makes me a little bit more scared as you go into a new title right when, when you're really seeing it. right it's just confusing to me like why set yourself an impossible goal what's why why just for me it's like we talked about how cool Torghast is right and we talked about how cool the stories can be with the covenants and i would love that if you rich chose Necrolord and I chose Bastion and there's a storyline somewhere where maybe we end up in a scenario and you're on the other side we're still bros but I get to like you know fight you or there's yeah. some sort of, or we take over a temple which is part of the Shadowlands story is like the Necro guys have broken into a Bastion temple and then maybe later down the line they reuse that dungeon and fight back and we're doing all those kind of things and it's story based and that would be really fun and why they decide to it's just so confusing to, to make this sort of line in the sand that nobody asked for and say we will not pass like, why not i don't get it like what why are you going to spend months trying to work out all the the details of this stuff how much time is being thrown in development wise into making this system work for what purpose like, we, we so have to make this it? work so we can fulfill this artificial constraint that we invented for ourselves oh, okay yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense okay what, but you've never got it right in the past we're okay with that but this time it's like, different. for the most part <laughs> We'll find out what's best and we'll go that way. That's cool. All right. Eventually they'll sort yeah, it out. It's going to be so you know, bad. Bridge, like, whatever. that's the thing is, like, for, for a player that's engaged, they're just going to look it up and figure out what the best one is. But here's what I think is going to be even funnier is what happens whenever the best one gets nerfed. Imagine that's going to happen. Mad. Sure. Yeah, of course. Imagine that's, how fucking That's why we're not going to choose one when we cap, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to choose. I'm not choosing. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not choosing. I, I learned my lesson. I'm oh, leveling Jesus. every all. I'm not choosing. I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing for like a month, thing. dude. Oh, because God. look at it. Look at what happened with corruption, right? People invested gold into it. People yeah. did all of these different things trying to get their corruptions. It was like, hey, you know, he spent six million gold. Eh. I'm like, gone, deleted. I, I remember running over to preach, like crying. He had to hold me like a baby. I just spent four million gold. I was gold. working at the time. It was so inappropriate. Yeah. I literally. I literally I had said you. I got wow. I literally. I called my mom. I said, "What's your credit card number?" I bought a bunch of wild tokens. I went on the auction house and I got the corruption that I thought I wanted, and then joined, destroyed, deleted the corruption. Did nothing anymore. And preach nursed me like. Uh, I also told you not to do it, and you were like, "So I just spent four million <laughs> on my what, like was it gushing wounds." On my basic was, bitch shaman that's boy. like yeah. free eighty item level with oh the sick corruption. God. Do you think that was a good idea? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> And then you sold it. And he didn't even equip it. You sold it. <laughs> no, I sold the Infinite Stars Belt. I kept the Gushy. I, 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 there, were, there were like so many different things that happened. Like I, this, the same thing repeated like eight different times. Like uh, because corruptions just kept getting changed, and then they changed mm -hmm. the way they were implemented. I mean, Asma and I both ran into the thing where we were about to buy corruptions uh, right before this the dude, change got implemented. This dude had it open in the trade window. He's like, "I'm gonna sell you both of these for only two point three million." And I remember Ian had that interview with that Spanish streamer, and Ian said, "We'll see what happens with corruptions." And I'm like, "Uh, -uh nope, I'm not buying it, man." And I felt <laughs> so fucking smart whenever that that you know change it, came in. You know it's so broken happy. when there's that it spawns traveling salesmen going yeah. from guild to guild with their yeah. Like that was the most messed Have up I part. Is people literally coming up to guilds going, 
I've got this belt. You, and they you were know going what else from realm bad? to realm. Th th that was the thing. There, there were websites. I, I'm sure they still exist. There were literally websites that allowed you to search the auction house on all oh, realms yeah, yeah. for trade. Yeah, we were all we had yeah, the scraper. We we had yep. thing on our guild as well. Yep. And so people basically, for anyone who doesn't know, there was a, there was actually a third party tool set up so you could be like this belt at this item level with this corruption. You could look at all servers, and then people would literally buy wild tokens on that server, buy mm -hmm. that piece, and then character transfer the 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 character over so they could get it on the server that they wanted for it was yep. oh my god like it was such a so, got so much gear that way so much gear oh it was, and the problem it, i mean i know it's it, but the message should be that this imagine that but multiply it by like five right that's the problem we're looking at in shadowlands right now i really hope they do away with it because the expansion looks so good like i play all the time and we've barely got any of the content like i, I just like playing shadowlands right now i will go and do tall gas runs for fun you ask me to do a vision just go and stand over there in the corner right i just i'm gonna go and do a tall gas run instead it's so cool to play and i just don't want this to ruin it that's where i'm at that's why i'm probably being overly pessimistic because you know they are going to change numbers and stuff but right now it seems untenable and it doesn't seem like a winnable fight and i just kind of want them to do away with it and just say this this is this is stupid let us choose what we want to do it'll be broken af at launch that's okay eventually over the months they'll fix it they'll tune things they'll turn things up and down but no one's going to be upset no one's going to be tied to something that they has now been changed and altered and just let it kind of work itself out i agree with that i mean i i just i want to see them just listen to the community with this i, I really feel like if they can come to a middle ground with the covenants especially and the player base that we can actually see some genuine you know quote old blizzard you mm. know that that's gonna be like my main fucking test man uh rich you want to do some questions i know people probably have a ton right now nope yeah dude let's do it i just permabit somebody in everybody's stream i saw <laughs> that that stupid ass bitch that dumbass. I, I went. I scrolled up. I looked at his logs while you were. I saw you looking on the other screen, man. I'm yeah. looking at his logs, dude. I He's, think this guy wants to have sex with me, dude. Yeah. He watches. He watches your stream, and all he does is talk about me. He's What's the one, minute? man. They we really, found him. Yeah, he likes you a lot. Um, here's a wow. question that I think is really good. Uh, how do you preach? This is. I'm gonna ask you first. How do you feel like item scaling, item level scaling, is gonna be? Because obviously, in, in BFA, mm. I mean, like, what are we at like now? We started at 340 for uh, mythic normal, and now we're up to 485. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We have to see how it's gonna be in six months' time. Hope you would like to say they've learned a lesson from it, but we haven't mm -hmm. seen that yet. How would you like to Hopefully see? Hopefully. How do I like to see it? It actually doesn't make a big deal at this point in 8.3. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, we did some tests of like a 10 item level difference. There's like practically no difference because it's all about the rental shit that you have on top. It really doesn't matter. Oh, uh, between like full mythic gear and say a just about heroic gear guy, it, it's all about the corruptions and the essences and shit like that. Uh, so item level doesn't mean a whole lot right now. Um, I mean, it should, it should be more powerful. I, I like it gradual. And I imagine most of us who are old, a little bit old school like it that way. So that the difference is just incremental. And you, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. But it's not... I don't like my gear being instantly obsolete when a new piece of content comes out. It feels I, it like you wasted so your time getting the gear, doesn't it? Like, we raid Mythic. We kill the hardest bosses in the game that have ever been made. Certainly this expansion, you know. And then the... The, it's like oh it's 8.2 now world quests are better yeah your world like... quest gear yeah I, I think that's oh. awful because like i remember back in bc <clears throat> like if you quit in tier four 
you could still come back and work into tier five. You you just kind of picked up where you left off, and now but the worst the worst part is was when you get the reset, and then you got to farm all new gear because it's all obsolete the day that you log on. The patch comes on. The worst part was that you had to farm the same piece again. Oh yeah, it's literally the yeah, same piece Harlan's again. loaded dice again. Yeah, it was. This expansion was rough, dude. We found it really hard for some players to be like, okay, we killed Sagahoon. Why would we bother playing anymore? And because we know that we're going to yeah. like there's going to be that new raid coming one world quests are going to be moved up to mythic raid level and you're going to have to do mythic plus anyway before the raid starts where if you if you've got a guild group you could do you can fully get mythic plus gear out pretty much in a couple of days and so we've replaced everything we would spend the next few months farming like it was really hard to justify why we would bother farming the raid uh, if it wasn't for the case of we like playing the game, you know what I mean? That's what it kind of came down to. Then it's it's hard to justify when it's like that. So small incremental. I, I mean, if now gear is gear, like I said earlier, I really hope to see items that look and feel like this thing, right? Oh. I, I don't want to transmog this when, you know, if transmog was in the Burning Crusade, I ain't transmogging this when I got it. And that's what we want is those big standout <sighs> items that are visual from a mile away. I have it too. And that you, yeah, you want to just yeah. be like, you want it. You want it to be like, look at, there it is. You know what it is. There it is, and I have it. Yep. Like that's yeah. cool. Well, BRS uh, so, Mythic gear. That's one thing. That, I don't want that gear did. that I'm like, oh, I got that. And then we got transmog mount because it's not. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like it's so generic and stuff like that. So that's that's what we want. Is we want those ash candies back mm -hmm. that you can just see and you're like, yeah, that's an ash candy. Like. And you see it in the BGs and stuff. That's what we want. You have a few of those items, like and like I don't know about like now, for example, but like back in BRF, I remember whenever the Mythic BRF Warrior set came out, and I was the first warrior on my server to complete the whole set, at least minus the helmet. I remember this, and I would put on my entire armor that I earned from the current raid, and I felt fucking good about that. But you're I getting like, shouldered. Yeah, because that was usually the, the hardest dude. piece to get right in Kata. Yeah. It was always the shoulders at the end. So I had a DK. Which was the, the the heroic set was all red, but the previous set was blue. So for months I had all red helmet, ICC? the whole thing, and blue shoulders like an absolute weirdo. I, I, so, in, uh, so in ICC. Uh, no, this would have been Kata. Uh, tier yeah, tier eleven. Firelands, Firelands. Uh, if you want to get very specific, the Firelands DK set was red on normal and green on heroic, and then the tier eleven set was red on heroic and then blue on normal. So it's probably that one. I was the main DK at the time, but I know that I had the shoulders were the last piece I needed. So, but they were huge, right? Because I was an arc DK, yeah. so my shoulders were enormous. So my whole character looked ridiculous until that day when I got the shoulders. That was a hell of a day. That yeah. was a hell of a day. Like I, that was so cool to to actually see it on my character select screen as well. It's like, like finishing yeah. your set and like actually oh, looking so really good. badass. I had the same thing so happen good. whenever I got my chromatic boots and like in like classic WoW. And it sounds like stupid because chromatic boots look really dumb, but it's like in classic WoW, the dumber you look as a Fury Warrior, the more damage you're probably going to deal. And so, <laughs> and so I got well, look those at boots. that stupid AQ set. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's gonna dumpster people. He looks like an Am idiot. I a now? What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. seeing your power is like a very, uh, very impactful thing in the game, in my uh -huh. opinion. But I do want to bring up something else that Preach was talking about to kind of go back to the point of rating. I think that yeah. this particular this particular tier made such an interesting phenomena for me because when you look at the last two bosses 
they they have like pretty much for most people they have like two azurite pieces that you want they're just going to be the best azurite pieces that you can get and then maybe one other piece um and everything else and this is this is a bit of a generalization right like this isn't every single class but like a lot of classes like when you look at a hunter for example like hunter has that like you want to get those two pieces uh, but then besides that, everything else you get from Mythic Plus, and you really want, like, one chase piece. Like, you want your Skitcher bow, and you want the ring uh, from Hypemind. You can go in and do the ring and get the bow with Pug. It's not that hard. And a lot of classes have a phenomenon like that, where it's like, yeah, you want one trinket, you go in, you can Pug it. But those oh, last two... Uh, yeah, 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 right? Which is literally the meta now, right? Just well, get we, boosted yeah, all the time. Yeah, we like, six... Like something like 16 hunters in or something yeah yeah and, <laughs> and, and the thing is is like that that has become the meta uh to just get boosted which I, I think is bad but i think the other reason that it happens is because as as a player even a decent player you look at the last two bosses on mythic difficulty and it's just like man it's not worth the effort it's pretty Fuck much that. pointless yeah. we're not gonna get it down why would i ever bother it's like this unobtainable goal for two pieces of gear that you can just farm out somewhere else. And it's a very unsteady progression. And there are very, very unsteady rewards in the raid. And I've never cared less about raiding in the entire history of WoW. Uh, well, there were bosses I didn't do for like five months. I didn't do, I never killed Rathian until after Nazoth died. Uh, and I never did Hive Mind until after Nazoth died. Because from day one, there was no purpose for me being there. There was no loot wow. for me to get. There was, you know, there's no benefit for me being there, so let's just stack it with people you can get stuff. And that was, it was totally pointless. And that's where Azerite Armor should have won. Like, I am an advocate of Azerite Armor, was so close to being amazing. And if they built gear in raids that had effects that were really good in the raid, that would be awesome. And I thought, I really hoped Azerite Armor would be that. So you get all the traits and stuff that are really good in the raid. They're okay outside of the raid. Not great, though. What you can do is go Mythic Plus and get a really good set for Mythic Plus. And you can do PvP and world questing. And they can have mythic level world quest gear that's really good for being outdoors. See, and you build these sets. I would have loved that. I see, I, I think that that almost is bad too. Uh not not to just straight up disagree with the idea, no, but cool. like like for example, like when there was the power gain in Uldir, I forget exactly how it worked. The like matrix. Yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah. It it was like one of those things where it was like, okay, I'm getting more powerful in the raid. The thing is, is like I want to be powerful everywhere when I'm playing the game, right? Like, why am I putting the effort into the raid to only be better at the raid, to do the raid more, to only be more powerful in the raid? When it's like, back in the day, you know, I, I would go into the raid, I'd get really powerful, and I'd go into a battleground, and I'd create an artificial sense of worth because I'd go into the battleground and I'd one-shot people, and I'd be like, I'm a legend. I'm pretty I'm pretty cool. I'd walk around school, I'd be like, hey, you all know how fucking cool I am. Yeah, you all know how fucking I cool I am. And, like, that was the point uh, you you know you got the gear and then you decided what you wanted to fucking do with it you didn't get the gear and then said hey i'm only good here idiot <laughs> like Jay, well, you yeah, keep my, farming right here you know what i mean the only counter it's that uh, is i don't think regeneration is what uh i was hoping for more like your spells do different things with like 20 people or 10 plus you know so different effects like that and like mythic plus yeah. uh, azurite would actually involve maybe changing how bloodless works or like shroud works and applying different ways of using your character in that environment there were so a few not, pieces like not, that that I thought were good. Like, like Pakus. Like Pakus was interesting uh, in that respect, right? That was what that trinket was called, where you actually, or maybe it was a different, maybe it was called something different. The, the one from Bod, where you you actually, depending on where you were standing with different people, like it oh had God. an Incandescent Sliver? 
yeah like i i didn't like the trinket no, but thank you. I, I think it investigated that it investigated that area right so it's like that was one of those trinkets where it's like okay i give you a pass even though it wasn't really fun to play with uh like you give it a pass because it does try to dabble with stuff like that um but yeah i just think it's one of those things when do you think that the design of the last two bosses and how difficult it is on a mythic difficulty to have those last two pieces of gear it do you think it actually I, I mean, I think a lot of people are just going to be like, casual, idiot, casual. Do you think that they're too hard? I, I feel like so many people just instantly go, there is no reason for me to ever grind towards doing this. The loot, even if it, I know it's my best in slot, there's just no point for me to do it. And then people just don't play the game. I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I don't know many raiders left who give a flying fuck what the bosses drop anymore. Like, yeah. really, like since Kill Jaden. Imagine like that kill Jaden was the point where it was like there's just no reason to do this fight you know what i mean and gil stopped doing it like loot doesn't mean anything it's certainly at that level it really is kind of meaningless you do it for memes at that point and you know we do boost because it's realistically the best way of making gold right now and we might run into shadowlands and like some ridiculous trinket boe exists that's like six million gold or something stupid right so yeah, we do just boost buy that that's it's not a big deal exactly and people want mounts and things and i also like i was against boosting as well but there are people who are mount collectors who have no hope in hell of ever killing mythic nazar no, no matter how nerfed it is they have no hope in hell what they can do is farm gold and get the mount collection and that's what they want and i'm totally okay with that um but we see people who come in and buy loot and we don't you know for us it's like we don't really get it like <laughs> There's loot off the last bosses that no one would ever want, like the Manifesto of Mas Madness. I think Turkey's using it in Midwinter, and I kind of want to poke him. Element, it's good on Elemental well, Shaman. Uh, I mean, like speaking of loot, what do you think of Master Wooder? Uh, do you want to see that come back <laughs> you to Shadow? I think about Master Wooder. <laughs> yeah, somebody was asking that in chat. I, you know what's funny, though? Because um, DKs are getting two-handed back, mm. and uh, single minded Fury's back, right? Unfortunately. So, we, we were talking that we might have the scenario where warrior wa uh, warrior goes into the raid kills the boss two-hander drops from him everyone cheers awesome and then the next boss the one-hander drops from him but because they're different weapons the way personal loot works and he's never going to use it he can't trade it to the, the tanks or whatever oh yeah and he's already got a better weapon than his friend and all that kind of stuff right so <laughs> we probably are going to run into that scenario in the early weeks and we're kind of laughing that that's probably going to happen at some point and it's going to be super annoying for us to deal with i, yeah. I don't know i think loot makes us treating i don't think it's good to treat your raiders like oh you play as like children and it feels like that's what it is it sure is um another one here what do you feel like obviously rich is super super against the weekly chest uh how do you how would you like to see the weekly chest improved into shadowlands it looks pretty cool how they're doing it have you seen the vault in oribus uh, like, I, i've a big seen vault it, it looks really open. cool yeah i think it looks really good um the the mythic chest i mean it's hard to say if you have access to no other gear uh at, like high level gear mm -hmm. it seems like the most uh like reasonable solution to those guys um who rely on that every week it's I, I hope this system the shut this system in shadowlands looks much much better where you're going to have choices of things to choose from that they've been found from the dungeons i think it's very gamey it's a really video gamey system yeah but it makes sense 
people i mean in one way it certainly encourages playing alts there's so many people i know who just do a mythic 15 every week on alts just for the you know getting a chest and getting some stuff and slowly upgrade their characters i think yeah. it's, it's, it's really unrewarding by the way after like a few you know a few initial runs like it's one of the worst ways of gearing up and that's unless you're stacking the group and stuff it's really bad for gearing up and the, the chest seems to alleviate that a little bit yeah what do you hate about i haven't really heard people hate on the chest and then they get unlucky with it the 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 thing with the the thing with the chest right is just there's no predictability with what you're going to get right like there's obviously and the loot pool itself is toxic to every other loot pool in the game right like i i think like the loot pool is obviously incredibly wide because of how it taps into the dungeon loot pool the dungeon loot pool itself is incredibly bad in my opinion because it's just I can I don't know the name of any piece of gear barring a few trinkets and a couple of weapons because instead of looking at the game and actually making decisions based off of some of the availability of gear that there is like think about ICC you would look through and you go hmm I kind of want this secondary stat, but because of this, this, and this, this is going to change my character weights in this way. And, you know, you went and you got the best gear. The the thing now is you know that every single weight is going to exist, and you are hoping for the crit heavy piece. You're hoping for the crit haste piece on this slot, this slot, this slot. It makes all of the gearing so flat, and then the only place to obtain it is through that completely random thing. And if you make it so you have the choice... Obviously, your chances of getting a reward become higher. Like, they'll become higher. Uh, like, the chances of actually getting a good piece of loot out of the chest is... I, I don't know what the exact math on it is because it's not actually three times, but you'll feel like you have a choice and it will feel better overall. But the toxic loot table that's destroying the game, destroying raiding, destroying actually individual raids... Well, and it's also fucking stupid, dude. Like, I've gotten... I've been doing the chest every week every single week since the patch came out i have not gotten a 475 get a cut of death i've gotten well, because every the single huge. i've gotten every single other two-handed weapon except that one and it's like i even had one time i looted the jeweled uh shark splitter which is the two-handed sword from freehold that looks exactly like get it has the same tool tip but it was the wrong fucking sword I mean, you I'm can take pieces out of it. Like you can so actually it's the take. You really dislike, right? It's not even that. It's the, si it's the size. It's the size of, of the, the loot pool. I mean, yeah. you actually have to think about the size of the loot pool. There's never yeah, been. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like... The randomness yeah. you can choose from so many different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, I mean, you, you look at that. You look at that loot pool. Imagine and if also you there can was a boss. Get it from that. You can well, only well, get it from that. Just imagine if there was a boss, right? Like imagine if there was a boss that could drop every single piece of loot for you, on an equal stat weight are on an equal drop weight. Would that boss be exciting to do each week? It would very quickly feel like shit, uh, especially if it was the only place that they could drop from. Like, it, it's just like, it, it's just so, you don't have the, your brain can't do that math. Your brain can't look at the boss and say, oh, it's gonna drop. And you know what? If that boss existed, it would still feel better than the chest because it wouldn't have the artificial buildup. You literally are building it up over the course of the week. One of the things that's so great about WoW is I take down a boss, I, the item is actually on the boss. It's not a slot machine. And that's one of the reasons that I think personal loot's so bad too, because no longer does it actually feel that way. Mentally, you are rolling a slot machine. Even if you're not thinking about it, the way that the loot is dulled out, it's a much more RNG thing in your brain. Subconsciously, you feel that you, you're simply spinning the slot machine. And that's one of the reasons I genuinely think that raiders 
are they enjoy the raid less they feel less like they're in a raid environment they feel less like they've done something taken down something bigger than themselves with a group of people and if you actually took down that boss and it had the loot table that the chest has i think that you would just be like man this game sucks kill it again next week at, at a much higher degree that then you feel with the chest after you build it up each week and you have this ritual of disappointment but the ritual of disappointment it just has much further implications because the entire way that you approach loot is dramatically altered because of it do you think this is heavily magnified if that's your primary source of getting high level gear because i guess that's maybe why i'm ignorant of this well, it's Gattaca. You know, I don't expect to ever get anything out of the chest. Like it's, it's what we, you know, it's a residium farm as far as we're concerned. Because you can't get a 475 from Mythic Plus, right? No, I, I and, have to do it. And the highest yeah. I can get from Mythic Plus is 465. Exactly. So, yeah. like, Which if I know JB's I been really outspoken about. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. There's no way for me to get it. And Gattaca <laughs> is the best PvP weapon. Like it, it just is. So this is the only way for me to get the best PvP weapon. Now, mm -hmm. if it was just a really good weapon for PvE, I could just go and think, okay, well, maybe I can get carried through Mythic Nazoth and get the sword from there, and it's not a big deal. But the fact that this is, like, the one path I need to take, and it's a 1 in 200 chance that I have to invest an hour into every week in order to roll the dice, it's fucking annoying. How do you... I mean, I, I mean, this is difficult territory. I'm sure Blizzard is in this. Is, you've got, you have got a farm more piece of content. As we know, if you get them, if you like if what the Mythic Pluses do, if they have a, let's say suddenly something else is flavor of the month. Let's say a terrible player like Jinji, right? Needs to re-roll to something useful <laughs> and they need to boost him. They stack it with all the same armor type. They run those dungeons in a day and suddenly that guy has every single thing that he wants. And that's yeah. what those guys do, right? They gear a player in an afternoon. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you manage that? And I know JB's had some really, we've had some big conversations about this because I'm kind of on the other side. Whereas, yeah, Myth 475 drops from raids, but I can only do it once a week. It's, you know, there's a few items dropping. This is too much loot, but we still have to swap it around. But Mythic Plus is literally spammable. Should it be accessible that way? Do you, I mean, is it a case of would you rather the chest didn't exist and the best loot you can get is just from farming Mythic Plus at 465? Or is it the fact is you know is it the fact that you can get four seventy five from the chest and you want that specific item, or just the fact that you'd rather be able to you're fine with the ones per week four seventy five if you don't want to do a mythic raid. It is the only but you'd rather way. lock it in to that dungeon or something. Like that. I, I, I think that the, the biggest the problem item. is just the loot table, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like you look at the loot table overall, the way that mythic plus works, it's the same loot table for two years, man. Like I, I yeah. just don't oh, it's, understand yeah, it's how. Like, it's just, that's not fun for anyone. I mean, imagine just like literally farming the same gear over and over again, because for some classes, that is genuinely what it is, especially when you have the chest enable that, right? Like the chest enables you to use a Harlan's Loaded Dice, for example, for every single patch of the entire expansion. I, I mean, as a warlock, I, I was using Balefire for quite some time. I used it for at least a year and a half. Um, and all of the moments when I got a Balefire, and I, I remember having a moment of disappointment. I was playing with my friend Toxic, and uh, this is his name, not the way he acts. Uh, <laughs> I was playing with him, and we were both playing Warlocks, and we were like, yo, bro, if that Balefire drops, I'm going to trade it to you. You're my dude, man. We're playing together. Wow, well, whoever gets the first Balefire, it doesn't even matter. We'll get both, both eventually. Then it, it drops for him, Titan Forge for the socket. And I was like, yo, dude, can I get that? And he was like, item level's too high. I know I said I just can't even trade it, man. And I knew that I would never get that trinket. I knew I would never get that trinket. Then what? I stopped. The, I was never going to get it. I was never going to get it. I was never going to get that lucky. Howard! And then you know what happened? 
the new patch came out and I got a better trinket than him and it yep. wasn't Titanforged or anything. And I was just like, whoa, nothing I do in this game matters at all. And uh, the gear is just not going to be interesting when you have a system like that where the, the seasonal rewards don't change. I think that the loot tables need to change based off of that. Uh, I, I think that the, the loot tables need to be cut down. Uh, you need to have realistic goals with it. Uh, the actual penultimate reward from dungeons should be more interesting as well. I've talked about this multiple times. I, I think with with both of you, uh, like just different ideas that could happen, whether it's each season offers a different particle effect, uh, whether a season offers uh, an enchant, like there's a season journey that you actually have to go on to unlock maybe an enchant for your belt or something like that, that actually gives you a big power gain. And also there obviously needs to be a way to go back and do those Uh like if you're giving a big power gain, you can't just have that season stop existing 100%. Uh, but I think having big juicy seasonal rewards and allowing people to beat portions of the game is a lot better than putting people on a treadmill and just rolling the slot machine for the same gear at higher item levels for two years straight. There, I, I do not like the game right now. I do not like playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> And I, dude, I've played this game for I don't disagree years. with you. I think it's so such a difficult thing. Because on the one hand, it's really cool that all our dungeons are relevant throughout the entire expansion. That is cool. And the different seasonal affix system, I think, plus have made that much better. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, they're varied. They move around. The way we do them is different. Um, some people, some affixes are worse than others. We all know that. Can you change the loot tables in every single dungeon all the time for the sake of changing them all the time? I mean, you can. Is that better? In your opinion, is that better? Is it just the fact that it was the same thing called the bale fire? Because I've had to farm, you know, the same trinket multiple times. Don't you think it would be more exciting for new people if they got back and actually saw new things? Like, I could be wrong on this, right? But I, I genuinely would feel more excited to farm new gear. Uh, and, and that's what, one of the reasons why I think if the loot table is smaller, it, it's better. Like, I, I think if you look... As let's say that all the pieces are in this example 465, right? And the raid has, you know, higher item level stuff. But when you look at the dungeons and you go, wait, me as a warlock, there's this is the only crit haste piece that exists for this slot. Even though it's a little bit of maybe lower item level, this is where I farm. And this is how my bis list actually forms. Uh, and, and you're looking at the thing because honestly, when you talk about the replayability, it's an artificial replayability that's created by unobtainable goals and running on a treadmill and pushing a button for more crack like a little rat in a maze. Because like you're not going to get the 475s. But people keep doing dungeons to get a reward that doesn't really exist. And there are a few people that, that hit the lottery, but you, you literally aren't actually playing for a reward. It's a fake system. You're not actually getting content. You're not actually being rewarded. Like, why not just actually make it have rewards because people spam it at the beginning anyway so and just I'm, let them get those rewards what i'm getting out of this is you don't like the mythic chest <laughs> i don't like the reward the, the loot don't like it table being so big for mythic dungeons in general and i love mythic dungeons yeah like i i, do I, I, I hate why do you like them like, i like playing dungeons. i like, like five man very, environment like uh, my the only thing i I'd like if i'm listening to what you're saying is I feel like this is part of the poison that I see in a lot of the community is when you're doing content specifically to get either an item or just gear. Like if you're playing WoW for just gear, that's where you get, at least for me, is when I see a lot of the bitterness around certainly, you know, pugging a group invites is that when people are making dungeons and people are like, oh, you should, you know, you should give me a chance. It's not about my raider.io. 
is if you're playing just for gear, everybody else in that group is there to get you your item. And that's all you care about. And it becomes really, that that's where that system evolves from, right? That it, I don't care who you are. I just want you to get me through my dungeon so I can get my item. And it feels like if you're just playing for that item, or you're just playing for gear, that this is where that comes from. So I know when we've had to do farming sessions, and I can only talk from my own experience, is like if we've had to go for bale fires or whatever, then that's what we do for that afternoon. And we just chill and we talk through it and you know, eventually it'll drop, whatever. We'll just keep going. It doesn't matter. And I don't know. I don't but again, you know what you know as so, well as so anybody, then, so then tell I don't me care then, about items that much. Like what's the, so then then what's the point of that chest then? Then what's the point of having the chest there? I believe it's just there for the guys who want to keep upgrading but can't raid, can't do anything, can't get anything else otherwise, and it's a limitation based on how then people play the game. If you have, if you're capable of logging in for a few hours a week, you can't log in for say even an average guild is going to raid three hours a couple of nights a week, right? That seems to be kind of a low bar, and therefore that's their gearing system. It's there to give you a reward, and Mythic Plus in general is unrewarding. Like if you're spamming Mythic Plus. It's not a rewarding experience. The loot's too random. It's around a lower item level. It's not that rewarding after the initial surge. It's really not. So they give you this bonus so that the least effort is you can do one dungeon and you're guaranteed a decent upgrade at the end of it. If it's, Certainly if that is your main looting system, then you're probably going to get something good. I think it breaks down entirely, like you just said, though, if you're looking for a specific item out of a loot table of hundreds of items. I think that's really where it falls apart is whenever yeah, you're that's, just that's waiting for that disaster, one right? specific thing yeah. like Getaku is like a super specific example like a lot of classes don't have this problem but for me personally it's really 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 annoying but it won't have to be because next week i am going to get it in my box for sure well well look apparently at this, you don't I... have mailmanship which is hilarious uh, well uh, yeah he doesn't but <laughs> I, I, somebody was accidentally have it it's funny so so <laughs> I think that to, to take it a step further with what you're talking about, because you bring up a lot of good points. You know what I think mitigated against a lot of that that kept people playing, even if they don't actually care about the gear as much, they care, and yeah. they cared about having fun, was having the ability to play on different alts in a group, get to experience the content in a different way. And you can't do that right now either. Uh, and like one of my favorite things was, and I am a loot driven player. Like I'm the first to admit it. Yeah, right? I, and I, I, that's and, where we always and, talk about it. Yeah. And like that, that is one of the reasons why I love having these conversations with you because we both approach from completely different angles. And I think we find a lot of interesting common ground. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I love to do, I've always loved to do is play with one of my friends on their alt and then I get to play on my alt. Right. And like switch things up. One of us sucks. Right. And then they get a bunch of gear. And even if you're not getting the gear, you're excited about it, right? Like you have those moments where you're excited about your friends getting rewarded. And then you have like all of these characters and it's a lot of fun and it makes the content go on for a, a really long amount of time. It's not account sharing. Oh, but that's not why, what you said. <laughs> why, why are they saying account sharing? I don't know. That's you're, you're, not what you said. Like, like, that's not what I was saying. Words. I was like, what did I say? <laughs> like, yeah, and then I get on Asmund's word. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you, you, have, you have different alts and you you switch you get on your alt and then your friend is on their main their geared main right like switching the characters that you play not actually switching accounts uh but but like that that moment when you actually get to experience the content through a different lens i think is always really rewarding as well but when it's impossible because of some of those systems to actually have those experiences and see the loot table in front of you and actively plan that that's when I think that that some of that gets that's gets amplified. And then even taking the loot table away, 
when you just look at the type of content that is rewarded, I guess that doesn't fully take the loot table away, but that particular loot table way, when you look at a lot of the content that is rewarded right now in the game, I feel like it is very isolated content. And it's content that like Asmongold mentioned, it's the content where you have a movie up on the other screen. You got one hand on uh, your joystick and I'm not talking about anything to control the game. And you just kind of are idly going through getting like these passive rewards and you don't think about other people. You're not playing an MMORPG. I don't necessarily think that having content like that in the game is necessarily bad, but I think when the focus of power level and rewards are that way, like I am pretty sure I think we always agree on this, even though you're not the type of player who plays the game for the rewards. There are a lot of people who do play the game for the oh, rewards. Yeah. I, think I would and, never claim that to be the norm. Yeah. I, th I think I'm in the minority massively. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't and play I think this that... game for fun, man. I'm looking for that loot. Yeah, like I, I, I just never story. have. That's that's why I don't like those games. And I I, I, yeah. I know I annoy a lot of my audience like playing it. I left a, a fit thirty four gold bars behind in Fallout New Vegas the other day because uh, we don't need them. I don't care. They're like you can buy the yeah. mega weapon. It's like I don't give a fuck. I'm fucking going. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. But I think this. You know, I mean, this is a, a lot to unpack. Uh, I think because there's so many different elements. Like, how do you fix it? How do you twist it? Is it a problem in the first place? But. um it feels like the natural end of when the catch-up system becomes the gearing system, which it's not supposed to be. Like, catch-up oh, systems, yeah, you know I what I mean? Like this feels yeah, like the yeah, natural like end point is when the catch-up system, which is a good idea, wow. is a lot of people to catch up, eventually now just turns into the gearing system. Like, so many players <laughs> yep. have got used to the catch-ups that now they go, well, I'm not going to fucking push because they're going to put some easy quality of life system in that's going to allow me to just get mythic gear for doing a 15, right? So I'm just going to do that. So it, it feels like this is the natural endpoint. It's like, well, now it's not giving me what I want. It's like, well, it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be a reward because you didn't get anything for the mythic dungeon that you did that week. And maybe, you know, you got something crap on, nothing dropped for you at all. So here's something at the end that maybe you can use, maybe not. So I don't know. There's a lot there that I haven't experienced myself. So I'm kind of difficult to comment on it. That, that is so crazy when you look at it that way. The catch-up system actually being the system to gear, which it, it feels like it has been almost throughout the entirety of this expansion, right? Mm -hmm. like it's just like, just wait, come back the first week, do the idle content, like get your benthic gear. Wow, you're best in slot. Ah, no reason to really play anymore. Don't actually even bother with the raid. Like so so many of the moments where you would usually play with other people, it's just like, eh, yeah, I don't need to do it anymore. Like somebody, somebody mentioned like, wait, I, I noticed that Rich isn't raiding right now. And it's like, yeah, because I, like I just pugged it and I got all the gear that I needed. And like, you don't form the bonds as quickly when you're in a pug, right? Usually the reason why I end up raiding is because you meet a group of people, you start to create like that, that, that link to them. And all of a sudden you get just excited for somebody else in your raid group getting the loot as you do for you getting loot, right? Like I, I think we'll all be really excited when Asmin gets the mail muncher, for example. I won't, I'll be out of content. Uh, yeah, I, I know you won't, but I think everybody else will. Right. And the thing is, is like, why? It's because we've watched that person try to obviously it's a little bit of a different relationship because you're watching on stream. But we, but we've watched one bald man try to get one worm for God knows how long. And when he how finally gets it, do that? <laughs> we got three bald men, one podcast. Thanks. <laughs> Somebody uh, might salute ASAP. Yeah, we can have four all at once, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, is, it'll be like a cathartic experience for everybody when, when like Asmin finally gets that. And that's what guilds always felt like to me. It was like, even if I didn't get the, the loot the, the first time around, uh, when the other warlock got it, it's like, damn, that's my dude. 
Well, let's Actually, see how much extra damage he gets. Here. Hilariously, I, I, I mean, I'm not sure when we killed Nazoth, but it was a long time ago, and uh, I'd labeled myself as Biss and Dunn in our spreadsheet of who needs what because uh-huh. I, I total CBA. So I just put Biss and Dunn, and only today actually. So, uh, someone convinced me that i should really sort of get the corruptions and stuff if we're going to be farming this for a while because it is a big upgrade and it's we could do it in a week kind of and i realized i'm not bis at all <laughs> like miles away from it there's loads of drops i need that but probably drops me and i traded away like 50 times yeah but who like, gives oh, a shit man. that's the problem <clears throat> it's like you already beat every you, well it's like who gives a shit i mean you already beat everything in the game like who cares that's what i think like, like yeah. why do i care and everyone but then i see all my uh, my friends when i when i join the raid they're doing like 20 percent more damage than me now because they've all you know nerded out and yeah and everything and i'm like fuck dude <laughs> like, well, now I I'm like that, a pleb. <clears throat> this is in favor of corruption. I think one of the reasons that corruption is so cool, and the reason that I want to get this on multiple characters, is because it's unlike any progression system that you've seen before in the game, right? Like, I, I think it's really cool to look at a fire mage and go, "Wow!" Like, if I get full mastery, you give amp- them credit. Don't you dare credit those fire mages. Any idiot can press pyroblast for 10 seconds. I know. I, God. I did it. I tried it. Uh, it's fine. Even with it, like, but, but the thing is. Don't be impressed. It's, don't it's, be it's, impressed. But I think that that's good. Like, I, uh, not, not, like, one of the reasons I think that it's good is because it's unique and it's not necessarily going to happen again and it gets people playing the game, right? Like, how many people leveled up a fire mage because they saw, like, so the, the all fire? Like, that's awesome. You know what? You, you know what you used to have to do to get that gear? You had to play with other people. And then you have a bunch of people playing fire mages and everybody has something to do. Like, and, and then I think also like the tank gear is kind of cool right now. You just slap people with tentacles. Hell yeah, it's metal as hell. Now you got yeah. tanks you want to go through and do content as well. And that's why I, I agree with you that just looking at the rewards is not the right way to look at it. But when you look at how cool a reward can be, I just think that the incentive should be playing with other people because that's how you make friends and that's how you make the MMORPG a healthy environment. Um, because alts are good. I think alts are really good, especially when you're victory lapping at the end of the mm-hmm. expansion. Because now everybody's playing the game and yeah, you did beat it on your main. And yeah, some people will stop playing because they beat the game. But the people that stop playing are going to feel good that they stopped playing because they achieved their goals and they're going to be excited for the next expansion, at least in my opinion, right? I don't have the the, the calculators or whatever mm-hmm. they have that they're spinning out these the robot numbers with. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like we're, we're just... We're just, just spreadsheet break line of sight fun mechanic get i feel stunned, like you've been playing fun. on your own too much man i think you've been doing these solo visions and he's been sitting there lonely. just getting mad about the game all day on his stream like he's been doing these 20 hours <laughs> streams like, like think about i feel gotta, like you just need to go and do some like like find a friend well no i like, go I, play on eu i'll you no i no you know how i've been having fun again in the game i've been rping dude fine I'm, that's great I, that. I, like and i love it i i love yeah. it like i've actually had a blast but but the thing is is I I am I part of the problem? Yeah, dude. I'm I'm an idiot. I'm a spurg. I care too much about the game. I, I I'm not saying that that's not the problem. But this has also never happened to me before, and I'm not even playing the game as much as I did before. And like I can play other games for like 80 hours and not get to those breaking points. And then I'm doing like this solo stuff with like really annoying stuff, and I'm even getting the loot that I want, and I'm still seethingly angry. And like, like my hunter is like for all intents and purposes, like my hunter is pretty much full best in slot, right? Like my, my hunter's in a great spot. I could, I have what I need to controllably get that gear. 
and I just can't do it because I just don't. I, I have there's so much little enjoyment to it. I'll still log sure on and I'll... you've got you've not got a goal with it. Like that, see, that's why gear gear in general doesn't make. Any I have sense a goal to play for yeah, gear. It's like, like what's your goal that you're gonna get? Is yeah. bis is just to be bis? Is that it? Is that the is that the goal? Is that a satis is that a satisfying goal to have? I I do yeah. I mean like the the fact that like once I get every piece of gear that's like 475 or 470 with like haste verse that has the enchant with verse on it that has the socket that has the versatility gem in it and somebody attacks me and somehow i heal that feels fucking good and like i'm done and it's like if i want to go do something else i can go do that i can do whatever i want and I think going and getting Biss is amazing. I remember I got Biss in Dragon Soul. I got Biss in uh, Siege of Orgamar. And man, that was the last time I ever showed up to that raid. I was done. Like, I got that gear and I was so happy and I was out of there, man. And I was playing the Does game. Does that work for Rich? That's my question. Like, for you, that works. For yeah. me, that doesn't work. I don't know about Rich. Rich, Rich seems to be pursuing, I don't know. Are I'm you, kind of, I'm in the middle. Are you chasing it for what reason? I, I'm in the middle. Like I like getting the completely OP thing, and I actually don't mind farming after that and like playing with people. I actually enjoy. I, I always talk about it this way, and people make fun of me for it. I need. I like when all of my characters are on the same server, and it's like my collection. It's my menagerie of like Barbie dolls, dude. I get them full best in slot, and I go on. And I would actually spend. Well, I'm not even kidding. I'd spend like three hours. Just spinning my characters around, going down the list, just being like, like just looking at what I had, That's and then you know, so, I, like, I've what'd you never, say? I've never given a fuck about my alts, man. Like oh, I only man, level I... up my alts to like farm for my main. Like I've got my warrior, and I just want him to be as good as possible. Like my my other characters, they have gear from old deer still. And it's like, yeah, guys, you got to help me. There's a trash mob I can't solo by myself. It's one of the, like, the non People are calling me a serial killer. Mobs. Dude, I, I literally, like, I used to, is this weird? I would sit in Ventrilo. I would sit in my guild's Ventrilo. I'd have all of my alts fully geared out. Like, these are some of my best memories. And I'd be sitting in character selection, looking at everything, and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if somebody popped in Ventrilo and was like, hey, we need somebody else for Halls of Reflection right now, I'd be like, what do you need? And I'd have the answer. I like, like being that guy. In the I like having the answer. Oh, <laughs> the Swiss <laughs> Army knife. Man. It's rich. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like. And like even when we when we killed, I remember the first time that we killed heroic ten man Lich King. My warlock was my main, but the first kill I was on the shaman because we needed the lust. And yeah. and my elemental shaman, my elemental shaman got it the first time, which was originally my PvP tune. I played enhance on it uh, with a hunter, of course, and its name was elemental with like eight L's uh, because I was like, Oh, no one will know that I'm uh, no one will know I'm enhanced, dude. <laughs> I'm an enhanced yeah, shaman, but I'm named elemental. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, it worked every time. <laughs> Nailed but, it. Boom. But then I had to switch to elemental for raid. And then I was just an elemental shaman named elemental. And I just seemed like a total weave, but I, I loved having that option. Right. And, and I loved even for, um, I remember I popped the Serenite puddles too on, uh, on Yogg on that character and i remember like man i have a character that has spirit walk like it felt so good to just run through those puddles and experience the game in a different way and help people out and have that that 
utility that they needed. I'm just pinching um, now with like a Batman helmet on, like waiting for the call. Like I've got to come racing out of my little cave and come yeah, exactly. out. I mean, I did this too. It is, you're right. Like when people are like, oh, we need a healer, a tank or whatever. It's nice to be able to do that. I just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you come flying out. The room, like, so excited to be there. I like being, I like, I like being a part of, a group of people that play the game and like having the answer so what and happened what, what's what's going on now why don't you have that i'm I, sad for you you've shaved your head you've got a, a giant yeah, oversized rich shirt. therapy session i i, I don't uh, up. i i don't know what happened like mccool's the only person that like keeps me calm now thanks thanks dude so I need to work together all those times. Well, I need I need McConnell, dude. Uh, anyway, um, preach is before before obviously wrap it up. Uh, is there anything <laughs> that uh that you want to talk about on the show or bring up, uh, to the uh, audience? Nothing that we haven't really covered. I don't think. All right. Just all that right. Shadowlands overall looks like it's going to be awesome, and I just really hope they fix this seemingly massive problem. But it's not yeah. a massive problem yet. There's still plenty of time, and we've got months to kind of work through it. So. Mm -hmm that's my biggest fear right now um other than that like everything looks awesome for shadowlands it looks so good so much better than bfa i'm very excited i am nervous about the covenant system and i feel the exact same way that you do uh, anyway we're, we're yeah, waiting <laughs> we're yeah. waiting so we have that big stream on july 8th and 9th anxiously so waiting uh hopefully it's going to be good is it 8th and 9th i thought it was no. just yeah, I thought it was one it's, of the... It's on one of the days. Okay. It's on okay. the 8th or the 9th. All right, well, I'll be on... It's on Wednesday way. or Thursday. Okay, great. It's, it's on, on the 8th. 8th. All right, great. That's a Wednesday. It's on Wednesday? Yeah, okay. perfect. Well, anyway, man, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this. I feel like our episodes with you are always, like, about an hour longer than almost any other guest, just because we have so much shit to talk about. I don't know how long the show usually goes. Because <laughs> like we come midnight here, so I don't usually get to watch it. But uh, yeah, it's basically it. So uh, yeah, thanks all for coming on. I really fucking appreciate it. Um, everybody, uh, go ahead, mods, if we can get a link uh, for Preach's social media and like his, uh, his stream and everything. Go ahead and put that in there. Make sure to give him a follow. He makes plenty of videos, and I react to at least some of them. So uh, thank you very much for that. I needed the content. Someone's getting paid for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Rich, you want to... Uh, yeah, th thank you very much, uh, Preach. I, like, always excited to have you on, mm -hmm. man. Uh, and hope we get to do it again soon. I do want to say one more time, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but this episode wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our sponsor in Party. We, we didn't talk about it much at the beginning of the episode, and I do want to let you guys know right now, definitely do want to check that out as well. It is a tool that is made to help people find people to play games with. It's not just World of Warcraft, but a lot of people in World of Warcraft have already started to use it. I, I watched the other day, Bajira was using it all day long to actually put together different things like Battlegrounds uh, with his viewers. Definitely check it out. It, it can help you find groups for Mythic Plus. It can help you find groups for raids. It can help solve some of the problems that are going on in the game. And also, it does help you find people to play with in other games as well. And uh, they've already been kind of like, the, the best for us to actually like helping us out with a lot of the different things you want to do whether it is tournaments for all craft or even making the new uh, graphics for us today for this week's episode so we do really thank them a lot and uh preach I i'm looking forward to seeing some more of the updates that are actually coming out uh whether it be in Torgas, whether it be in just shadowlands in general and get to hear your opinion from uh, about all that stuff again i'm looking forward to a happy rich campbell yeah 
I, I am. I, I, I'm. Remember we discussed whether or not we could talk about Bukaki in front of 110,000 people. Let's go back I, to that, Rich Campbell. I, I, the, the largest group of people I've ever talked to Bukaki in front of was a quarter million. And it was a huge mistake. If I could take Think that back. <laughs> we go back to the Bukaki days. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it home. <laughs> Rich, you want to do a, a bit of an after show? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get it set up right now. I think my Sounds plan today, my plan today is this after show. Then I'm gonna do viewer, uh, like viewer auditions for the RP quest that I oh made God. for you. Oh God! Yeah, dude. so we're actually oh gonna have God. like we're gonna have casting calls, and right. then after that Fourth of July party. Awesome. All right. Well, again, uh, Preach, thank you very much for coming on. Guys, make sure to follow Preach for all of his WoW content. He's been making WoW content for, what, 10 years now? And, uh, <laughs> you know, ha hasn't really slowed Not down. Not quite that long. Yeah, it's been quite a while. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Hey, no worries. You guys be good. All right, we will. And uh, let me one second and swap on over. All right, I'm going to go ahead and hang up. And, uh, Rich, you can go ahead and get started. And I'll be on in, like, maybe five or ten minutes. I'll see you boys soon. Right, peace. See you. Be good. Peace. Bye bye.